Hello. Hey everyone, welcome to the Benchers Assemble. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at the NaughtyLawGroup.com. Now, check this out. Society is opening back up, and we know what that means. People back to acting up again. Let's keep it real. When something goes awry, we're talking about something bad happens with insurance. Somebody you know, tries to stiff you in the car. You know, look, landlords are just getting stiff crazy. The They're car? just like, huh? Did you say stiff you in the car? That's it. Stiff you than hitting them with the car. Uh, but look, maybe uh. some, maybe Scott, all right, maybe Scott does you dirty like he typically does, all right. There's one person you want to call, and that's our friend John Naughty over at the NaughtyLawGroup.com. Now look. When you go talk to attorneys, right, and you go and talk to insurance people, they have a list of people that they know, you know what, we can get one by. All right, they know who the lawyers that are going to get played are. But that's not what's going to happen. Look, they see John Naughty's name, they're like, oh, you know what? We know that we're, we're in for one, right? Because they know that you went and got the best attorney to do the job. So check them out. That's John Naughty. That's www.naughtylawgroup.com. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the world's most treacherous podcast. It's your boy, Mikey P, a.k.a. the Mexican Sidewinder, a.k.a. the Latino Reheat. I'm here with the group formerly known as the Bingers Assemble. <laughs> the group formerly known as the Bingers Assemble. So in true, Michael Buffer. In true Michael Buffer fashion, I'm going to introduce my co-host in this corner. We have the ambassador of race relations, the Ohio player, the millennial mouseketeer, Mr. Scott motherfucking Bauer. Dude, I mean, I got just as pumped up as Michael Buffer watching UFC with no one in the audience during COVID. That guy was like... <laughs> Wasn't Bruce Buffer? Like, that's Bruce, well, yeah, mean, that's, that's oh, brother. sorry, but whatever. One of, both of them are the, the heroes. Like, literally... When you watch UFC and there's no one in the stands, and I have been watching UFC, I don't know, every Saturday. If, I don't know. Of course you, you would. Right. That's fun. <laughs> but anyway. Like, yeah, but can't believe Francis won. <laughs> no, right. I like Francis. Dude, nah, we're about to have an African sweep. Well, I mean, like a sweep. What's a what's 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 a foursome? A four sweep. Yo, but isn't uh isn't homeboy from what's from Ohio flush? though? Yeah, he's from Ohio. Miocic, he's yeah. from Cleveland, right? Miocic is a he, he, I from mean, the I land. Miocic, exactly. I thought you'd be rocking great. with your statesman, man. He's Cleveland firefighter. Well, yeah, but dude, like, well, that wasn't going to happen. He Scott basically... doesn't root for Eastern Europeans. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But the other thing is... So much yeah, for like, race relations. Nah, every, he's, he, he's a Polish joke waiting to happen. How do you get knocked out by... I thought, that boy, I thought, <laughs> he, was, I thought he was Croatian. I yeah, thought he was Croatian. All the CICs are Croatian, but people from Ohio don't know that. You can make okay. Polish jokes about right. a very Croatian name, not on this and show. it works. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, but yeah, I didn't say on the show. I said in Ohio. In this other corner, we have the Lucius Lion of the Empire, the Dominican of the Republic, the one and only Senator Chris Organa Wiggins. Oh, nice, Organa. So I get to be a Puerto Rican uh, for Dominican from the Republic. I love this. Look, shout out, everybody. <laughs> uh, today's episode is actually going to be kind of scary, though. All right, It just got creeped out and everything. So I'm glad you all are here with me. 
straight yeah, up. I'm trying to keep it fun because it's about to get creepy. But uh, real, real talk, we have a very special guest in the building joining us today. We have NYFG LCSW Maggie Joe. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome. Nice. Where the hell do we get these props from? Yeah. I see somebody somebody who's been writing (laughs) off this company on their damn tax return. It's actually not for this podcast. That's just like literally what happens when I walk in a room. So this has nothing to do with me being here. That's just generally what happens like on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Your your theme music is just props. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just follows it everywhere. (laughs) Scott used to have uh, theme music uh, when he would leave a place and went, nah, 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 nah. Scott had we, wrestling heat growing up. <laughs> Bauer sucks. Bauer sucks. Asshole Bauer man. Chris Asshole has a vagina. Chris has an inch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so listen, we like to speak in acronyms, so for those who are wondering what in the hell is an NYFG or an LCSW. NYFG stands for New York Football Giant Fan. LCSW, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Uh, So for long-time listeners who are aware of, and our first-time listeners who will be soon aware of, uh, some of us tend to be a little problematic with our stances. Uh, Primarily one individual in particular who loves to drop conspiracies. And so we brought on a mental health expert to evaluate him because we're growing a little concerned with uh, yeah. With also, let's here. be honest. We also brought her on because anyone that chooses to listen to this podcast should get a, like a psychic workup. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> all right. So I'm here. I'm here yeah, free services for all of her. What was yeah. the, What was so? Wait, the first one was New York Giants fan. Mm-hmm. The second is licensed clinical social worker. Oh wait, we already have one of those. We have a New York Giants fan, and then we have a licensed. Uh, what is it? Licensed. <laughs> oh Lord. I want to hear you try this. Let's hear it. No, we already already have a New York Giants fan. Now we have a licensed clinical social occupant as well, which is Chris. Which was... (laughs) Oh, wait, you said worker. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I should have have, have added added some some crowd booze to the soundboard. You you, you tried. Oh man! I took my way to get to that punchline, and it wasn't worth it, even if I went fast. Sort of like yeah. Rogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna have to get with Tigers, man. You'll get your hair the growing ro- back. The Rogaine's working so hard. There's no side effects, but even if there yeah. was like 40-year long-term side effects, they're winning still. Basically. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, Scott gives Rogaine an A for effort. It's a, it's an a for execution. <laughs> Makes me feel better. Yeah. So listen. Uh, in case any of you are wondering where we have been the last month, uh, basically we've been busy with school and growing up matters. Um, but to try to keep up our engagement with listeners, I came up with a brilliant idea of trying to create a Twitter feud. But well, I realized that kiss that, your own ass. Like, <laughs> well, that only works when people actually follow you. So instead, I got DMs from people asking me why me and Wiggins are beefing. What's the deal with me and Bauer? I'm glad our friends are so concerned. But I wish listeners were actually into it. So, as a bounce back, <laughs> sounds sad. Right? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Listen, man. When you can make fun of yourself, 
Well, yeah. Well, I love that you get to kiss your own ass. I came up with the brilliant idea, right, Bob, with the show. Have anyone liking it? Like, goddamn. Well, listen, in true Trump fashion, I got to try to, you know, toot my own horn while shitting on the rest of you. Uh, yeah, Scott, you're like, Co- or sorry, uh, Mike, you're like Kobe Bryant from like 04 to like 08, all right? Just fuck it, all right? Let me talk shit about my teammates and promote myself. Damn. Well, listen, I'm Kobe, Apparently, you're Smush Parker. And, uh,. <laughs> And uh, Bauer is a uh, Slava Medvedenko. No way. I'm <laughs> Scott doesn't want to be an Eastern I'm European. I'm at least Sasha. I'm at least Sasha. Scott, uh, Scott Sasha's I'll last name is Vucicic. Do... The way that you talked about Miocicic, I don't think you get to choose Sasha. He's also yeah. Polish, right? Choose Chris Mim. Huh? He's also Polish. No, he's Croatian, bro. Same with Polish. Bill Belichick. These guys are all Polish. Fucking <laughs> dude. <laughs> so got to get oh, fucking screwed. <laughs> cancel culture at its finest uh so listen we have a special treat for you all today you guys probably saw this docuseries since it was probably blasted all over everyone's top 10 feet on netflix and everyone probably skipped it i'm kidding uh but no and and no i did. real talk <laughs> we're talking about the cecil hotel uh so the official name of the series is crime scene the vanishing at the cecil hotel Season this was a series <laughs> Cecil, Cecil, uh, Mike I is Latino. Right, tomato, like, Mike is Latino. What the hell are you trying to get him to pronounce, man? Yeah, man, come I was on, bro. Go more like uh, Cecil, Cecil, Cecil. <laughs> like a Cecil. <laughs> <laughs> I think so that's the, the <laughs> Are you smoking yeah. a cigar at the Cecil? <laughs> so this. <laughs> yeah, this is a. He's like, well, he's like, when Chris does the intros, it doesn't take this long. <laughs> right. <laughs> So this is a 2021 American docuseries directed by Joe Berlinger that basically chronicles the death of Elisa Lam at the is Cecil Hotel. Hey, all of our uh, quote-unquote so, Polish fans, now you know that it's not just about y'all. He just struggles with last names altogether. <laughs> He's just problematic altogether. So some of you may be aware of this mysterious event that took place in Los Angeles in January of 2013, and some of you may not. So I'm just going to give a quick breakdown. Elisa Lam was a Canadian student who was visiting California during her holiday. Uh, she started off in San Diego and was basically working her way up to San Francisco. She arrived in Los Angeles after having spent time in San Diego and was staying at the Cecil Hotel when she suddenly disappeared before she was supposed to check out, only to be found dead 18 days later inside of a water tank on the roof of the hotel. There have been numerous reports, blog postings, conspiracies, podcasts, you name it. And some of you may also be aware of the Cecil Hotel and the history behind it. And that's kind of what, you know, creates the storyline behind this docuseries. If you're a native Angelino, you've seen it. You've probably been there. Um, but just to give a breakdown to everyone else, the Cecil Hotel... Dirty. <laughs> uh, the Cecil Hotel is located in downtown L.A. It opened on December 20th of 1924 and originally had opened as a middle-class hotel. It eventually... <laughs> it eventually went on a downfall, became a budget hotel, then a hostel, then a rooming house, and its reputation has basically been one of a place of a dark force that surrounds it because, <laughs> because there have been at least 16 sudden or unexplained deaths that have occurred in or around the hotel since it opened. I mean, it's not like unexplained if it's an overdose, but... 
Short. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why are you shitting on the LAPD? Like, they can't figure anything out. It's just, <laughs> and they're like, oh, another dead person, another dead person. We don't know what happened. Such a mystery. So, yeah, Wiggins, also, uh, I mean, also, you have a lot to. Go ahead. The 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 air the air and water quality of LA and this hotel has a water tower on the top. That's where they collect the water from. <laughs> I'm fucking not staying there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not drinking like, water in LA if it's coming from this. Yeah. Hotel. Where the hell is this water coming from? Yeah. So Bauer, Bauer, is an engineer expert. So listen to what he's saying. It yeah. seems like it's rain. Would you drink <laughs> rain in LA? Like, Acid rain. Yeah, like it's not uh, good. Mike, Mike, Mike what were you gonna ask me? Oh uh, no. So I was basically gonna say, like, since you had so many comments about the hotel, have any of you guys been there? Being that uh, you guys are native, and yes, knows. yes, I have disgusting like inside of it or yes I, I went in there to go to take a piss and then they were completely okay if i didn't use the actual restroom to accomplish that goal <laughs> no uh, they're like look. here's this couch you can piss yeah on. It's like, yeah that's fine everyone does it right i'm like hey we've had, we even collect it uh no look i went in there and i was like oh i was like all right i was like nothing that creates babies from me is ever pulled out in a place like this so i left Right, and I was like, I'm just gonna fucking, you know, this is back in the day, so like I parked you far away from. Personally, or like a penis is never shown in the hotel in general. Uh, like nothing of mine would ever be, oh, yeah. would ever okay. touch the air in that place. But I should have known by looking at it, like when you gotta advertise it on the side, like graffiti. I'm like, when you gotta advertise what you are on the side with graffiti, I should have been suspect. But you know, you're desperate times, right? You know, I didn't walk 16 blocks because I parked. What if you do the move to pee where you have, you know, shorts on and then you do like a front, like a uh, front leg squat and then you just kind of pull it mm. through the side of your leg? <laughs> I've, no? I've never heard anyone uh, say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I don't want you guys discuss this privilege. It's really disrespectful to the fact that women it is. Um, have no other options. So yeah, Scott. I don't know Wait, wait. You have options. Oh, Lord. Here we go. We, <laughs> walk we around really with a... doubt. No, if you wanted to walk around with a catheter and, and enjoy the free... <laughs> oh, if I wanted to Anywhere that we wanted to. I'm just wow, saying we've amazing. had scientific advancements. Why is this not a... No one else read that science? positive thing. Scott, I feel like you're a sideways wiper, aren't you? Sideways wiper? Scott wipes his ass sideways, I can guarantee Not up and down? Yeah. Just everywhere else? Diagonal shit. Scott, have you been there other than having to go in there and sideways wipe? No, uh, no, no, no. If, Scott, look, you look, were the look, target look. demographic that they would bring to this place when they wanted I to clear agree. out Echo Park. I was gonna say, I mean, the thing is, if I have to pay for a hotel that's nicer than the apartment. That's not nicer than the apartment I grew up in, like, which was Section 8. I'm not going to stay there. Like, I went in the lobby immediately and went, I mean, if, if the lobby counts, I've been there. I went in the lobby yeah, immediately. I, I just have I a, pl like, a problem with an issue with a place that has go, fire nope, escapes. not staying here. Yeah. Well, look, no, the hotel has fire escapes, which makes me. Fire? 
Well, no, I want to be able... Yeah, I do want to be able to escape a fire. However, fire escape usually indicates 1980s movie where hopefully four guys wearing bandanas from the sewer come protect you. Um, I... I, just something about like I've never been to, like if you're looking at movie the fire Ghostbusters right? No, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to say <laughs> guys. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, it's like it just screams 1980s. Uh, Paul Van Hooven is directing it, right? And just Paul things are going Verhoeven. down. Thank you. That's the name you get right. Okay. You literally uh, don't want to survive a fire. Like you're like if I if I have the capability to survive a fire, I don't. Well, want it. usually there's a fire extinguishers nowadays. They had fire escapes back when there was none of that, right? This place just—they clearly didn't like, you know, you th- where they have that little thing. We break the glass, five hundred dollars, right? Cecil tells them to do that. It's simply <laughs> fire escapes, and then, I yeah, I it just everything about no it is just bad. Just escape. They don't yeah. have any alarms on any exit doors. They're like, you can leave if you want to. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, hey, it's up we to you. We don't care how you get out. Just get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, the place is eerie, and it's in a shit part of L.A. Stairs. Like, if you look, like... This store goes to downstairs. Yeah, like, it, like they have, like... This store goes to a window. <laughs> yeah, the place... Look, uh, the place is eerie. It's disgusting. You guys know how skittish I am around things that are, like, trashy. You know what I mean? And, like, everything yeah. about this is just, like, the street's trashy. The parking lot across the street is trashy. The houses, that are, the apartments across the street are trashy. You know, so I'm guessing the cars you never dry. watched Jersey Shore. That, like, wasn't your jam. Oh no, I like I don't mind that. Because right, I was like that's, trash, that's, trash, you know, trash. They, like nah. that's their personality. They at least had an aesthetic to them. Like <laughs> their personality was Candyman nasty. Say say again, uh, Scott. Chris is talking more about Candyman nasty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this place. Yeah, this, yeah, this gives me vibes of that. You know, I'm just like. But Chris, you love downtown LA. Every time we go out, it'd be in downtown LA. Ooh. Well, listen, that says. I should tell you what I think about you. <laughs> no. Uh, look, 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 look. Uh, no, listen. I, I like the good parts of downtown. This is like in the seedy, like, underbelly. Like, just Correct. raw. And, and a nickel. Yeah, like, you all ever seen that movie Collateral? Yes. Yeah. All right, yes. that's a step up for the Great, Cecil Hotel. Underratedly Michael Mann film. Underratedly yeah. good Michael Mann film. I feel like most people think it's good. Uh, I mean, but, I, no, I get like, where you're like, coming from. It, it's, but, it's... but they don't even know that it's Michael Mann. It's like his, like, he, he went for, he took, like, risks to make that. Okay. One. Gotcha. Don't well, yeah, think? but the point I'm, yeah, the point I'm bringing about the Cecil is, like, look, it, it looks like L.A. before, it still looks like L.A. before L.A. got cleaned up, which is an issue. Back when it's like, oh, I, I, I prefer to go to the daytime Laker Wait, game as opposed to the evening one now? because it's disgusting. And if I turn the corner, there's going to be a needle just poking out the fucking place, right? That's how Cecil Hotel is. I mean, it's not that far from Skid Row. Yeah. 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 It's right there. I feel like the tents go all the way up to there. And every floor is just a tent now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's clearly this is the next place they're, when they want to clean out Skid Row, that's the next place they're taking on the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to put them all in there. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, so the tent now. Straight up. Which yeah. isn't a bad idea. To step up. Uh, Plus uh, drugs. Well, <laughs> uh, I was gonna start preaching. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to the subject. Um, were any of you familiar with this case prior to the documentary? Chris Wiggins was. Okay. So I had, uh, and... I had actually, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Maggie. Oh no no go ahead. Yeah, I was. I had heard about it at the time, right? Because you know, I'm like, I don't have anything to do, and I'm standing in like a shit apartment that's still better than the Cecil Hotel. Um, but you know, I hear, you know, the girl uh, goes oh. missing, and then the, the the viral tape happened, right? 
And so at the time, I had like uh, I was using like the work computer, right? And I had like choppy internet or whatever. Uh, you were on dial up. Uh, I was on dial up. Yeah, yeah, right. You sent uh, me away message. You were like, "Stop, y'all! I'm investigating a murder." Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I hear about the thing, right? And then I was like, "Oh, I was like, this is interesting." I was like, "What the fuck she doing?" You know. Um, and then uh, when the resolution to it happened, right? And they're like, "Oh, she found it. They found her in a water tank, right?" And I was like, mm. "I was like, that's nasty." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "I was like, I guarantee they're gonna like." do some research on this shit and try to find a way to redistribute that water to people, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought it, I didn't get the eerie sense in watching the video that I, I hear like a lot of people get or anything. Um, so elaborate like, on that a little more because I feel like some people don't know what the video was about. Sure. Uh, so with the uh, Miss Lamb, um, or is it Lamb or Lamb? Lamb. Lamb. Okay, Miss Lamb. Uh, so there's a video that's quite long where it shows her peeking in and out of uh, Elevator. The door doesn't ever, like, it doesn't shut, right? And then you see her, like, it looks like she's talking to someone, but she keeps exiting, um, entering, and then returning, then, like, hiding in the corner. Um, And then at one point, she finally decides to, uh, she finally uh, decides to leave, right? And then that was the last time she was ever seen again. She's also, like, pressed against the wall. Like, she's, like, purposely making herself look smaller, and she's very much pushing against the wall as if to make herself disappear. And then at the same time, she's popping her head out of the door and looking both ways and looking, mm. you know, quite concerned. Interesting. Um, one could label it paranoid. And then she pops back in and she's she's in a corner. She's trying to conceal herself um, mm. within this elevator. It's, it's, it's definitely so an alarming video. So she's yeah. not just demure? Like that's like a like a panic. Yeah, she looks very scared. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I had so, I had heard a lot about this case. I actually hadn't seen the video, so I'm like a huge true crime buff. Mike knows this. He he laughs about it. Um, but like in my downtime, I listen to murder. So, you know he what. what? So he'll come home, I'm watching murder, I'm listening to murder, I'm, I'm constantly like on a true crime tip. But um, I had heard a lot about this case. I actually had not seen the video until I watched this special. Um, but I had heard a lot about it. I'd probably listened to at least three or four shows about it. Um, but seeing the video was really interesting for me. And she, she looks very scared. And she's fairly, like, very, very clearly making an attempt to make herself look smaller um, and trying to, like, really push herself against this wall. So it was definitely interesting to see, given that I had heard so much about it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I was taken aback. Given how much I'd heard about it, I was like, ah, whatever, it's just a video. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh... This is kind of creepy. Right. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, like, I see why the video got, I think it did, uh, what do you call it, 3 billion views and, like, 40,000 comments in its first 10 days or something like that. Um, and and I think that one of the things they said is, like, a lot of viewers found it unsettling, which, obviously, mm-hmm. I said that I necessarily hadn't. Uh, but in going Wait, back and did, sort of... why did you obviously say you didn't think it was disturbing? Because I said earlier that I didn't find it. Uh, I think unsettling is a really good word, though. Like it's just okay. Thank you. It's it's unsettled. You're uncomfortable. Like something yeah. doesn't feel good about it. 
Um, it's not normal. Yeah. She's not acting normally. Yeah. I, and, and like for me, like the video was eerie, right? And it's not like it's a, it's something I can like if I was, uh, I guess, as uh, macabre. If I was a macabre individual, right, or more macabre, maybe um, I'd I could watch it like quite a few times, right? And I'd be like, oh, whatever, 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 mm-hmm. whatever, right? Uh, there is an eerie, like, there, but the, make no mistake, right? Even though I wasn't unsettled by, it, I did find the video eerie because mm-hmm. there's a mystery aspect of, hey, uh, what is going on? What happens to her between this and sort of the discovery of the body, right? Um, and then, look, you just don't see people hanging around elevators that much. Like, a lot of people are claustrophobic, you know? And she's, like, willingly in the elevator, right? And then hiding in a uh, – and tucking down to a confined space, you know? Uh, that part is like, okay, well, what the hell's going on, right? And then and the, there was a hoopla. Hotel. Yeah, exactly. And then there was a hoopla about it that made it more eerie, right? Because it's like the girl just – there weren't normal circumstances regarding uh, necessarily regarding her going there either. You know what I mean? So that added to the eerie factor, right? The video itself was uh, definitely didn't uh, do that for me, I guess. So I don't, I'm going to add a different perspective to this as Mm -hmm. someone who's done. Oh, here we go. She's, she seemed like she was definitely maybe on some kind of drug and doing a selfie and doing like, Oh, look at me as I'm exploring this. And I'm not saying this is actually what happened. But when I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, this is like an Instagram story. And then, fuck, I fell in the pool and died. <laughs> but was Instagram like, really that big? This was 2013. You couldn't even fucking take video on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, this is back and when you had, to, had uh, phone, you had to, like... Everybody would have known where she was. Like... But Bowerman, were, were you familiar with the case, though? That, that was... Yeah, definitely. So, um, I'm going to go old school to some of oh. you and like not even that far would you aim her the week before or something <laughs> like that or what bauer no, showing no, his age was, we were way into i was way into amanda knox do you guys remember the amanda yeah. knox? That the astronaut chick no no amanda knox was the uh girl that went on vacation in italy she was oh, studying yeah. abroad in italy and her roommate got Correct. murdered and she like made out with her boyfriend outside of the crime scene and everybody was like, you're acting weird. And then she got like charged with the murder, even though there was like shit in the toilet that wasn't from her. But anyways, go ahead. Wait, so Bauer, uh, just real quick, because you didn't really answer the question. So are you fam- like, were you familiar with the case prior to this docuseries? Yes, definitely. And um, I follow the case. Well, for, there's other personal reasons, and we'll we'll get into this maybe more later because I have some other relations to this thing. But I, I want to throw like uh, some street cred here in terms of like <laughs> how much in this genre I've been. So like going going old school. It's not really that old school, but like I was super into um, and <clears throat> my partner at the time, ex-wife was also super into Amanda Knox. Mm. And I don't know. Like if into the case Amanda or into her Knox. as a person? Well, <laughs> both, totally. Okay. We had we had a threesome in 2003. <laughs> 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 Wait, so so who I, I don't know who this is. Really? Yeah, so Amanda Knox was studying abroad in Italy. She's an American uh, student. She went to Italy. She was living there. Her roommate ended up murdered. She got accused for her roommate's murder, even though there was literal shit in the toilet that was not hers. But she's, like, an awkward being, and she, like, made out with her boyfriend outside of the crime scene. So, like, 
roommate, Bernard, her outside, full on macking it with her boyfriend. Um, so she got charged with but then her they, like, roommate's stayed murder. Together still, even though her boyfriend was it definitely was, in on the murder. It was like, definitely weird, but she ended up getting cleared. But you know who got you know who got accused and tried and found guilty? A very black man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Oh, what, 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 how dark was he? If he was very black. He was. He was. He was like legitimately like not Italian. Like I'll tell you yeah, that. Okay. Like yeah. it was very like U.S. style. Like just yep. like oh he's black. Let's see he did it. Um, yeah, they like fucking yeah. They, they like did like a reverse slave ship thing. They're like hey they're like hey what black guy wants to get on a boat was, and go across the Atlantic and then well, they the go let's go to Italy. Country, the only you know other it was in the world that's like as racist as America. Is it was Italy, weird. You know? They were like this white girl did it and then they were like no she didn't. This black dude did it and then they were like definitely wow. him. So it was 100%. it was really weird. But Amanda Knox is a weirdo. Um, yeah, and like she, she did a Netflix special where she guy. kept it like super weird. Like she's just yeah. like, she's super weird. Like, so imagine, okay, she's not that super weird, though. So let me, in a way, says Bauer. In a way, in a way, wait, wait until this. So, she's from Seattle, of course she's weird. Right, so every girl, every millennial girl who got to study abroad in Italy and got fucked by an Italian guy, <laughs> which is all of them, like, imagine a murder happened that night. She's not that weird. What else would you do? <laughs> Like that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. So, so tie this tie this back to so the to bring it back around. <laughs> Correct. This is the Cecil case to me. She felt like she was just like very much on drugs the whole time. She's doing mushrooms and she's like, I'm in this place that's dangerous, right? I'm just saying I don't I'm not saying that totally happened, but I could <laughs> see that it could happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow, that's interesting. But and and so is that how you became familiar with the case? Because like that still doesn't really. Hundred percent. Same. Th- <laughs> I thought I looked at it in the same way. So because I was super into true crime that way, when this happened, well, okay. So admittedly, EDC two thousand nine two thousand ten also happened in between. That's when it was still in LA, no? Yeah. Correct. And that's when like fucking sixteen year olds were popping Molly. Well, like. no. Exactly. So I was I was I was at the one in two thousand ten. And they shut it down because a 15-year-old girl that snuck in with a fake ID yep. died of an overdose. And they a moved fake it ID to... for 18, though, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, because right. yeah, you had to be 18 to get in there. And that's, 21. She that's when there. they moved it to Vegas. So, Bauer, you are saying? So, my ex-wife stayed at the Hotel Cecil. <clears throat> then. I would have divorced her, too. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I stayed at Circus Circus for EDC in Las Vegas, which I feel like is kind of the equivalent. Oh, no, Whoa, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait till you see the Cecil. Well, well, trust me. security guards, at least. Wait until you breathe around the Cecil. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Circus Circus is like a little bit ghetto. Like, the motel oh, part of it is like a little questionable. Hotel Circle has Fremont Street vibes. <laughs> Way worse. They yeah. got, uh, <laughs> like... Orleans I don't Hotel. Know. Yeah, Orleans, three, three miles east of the Speedway, which no one knows where that is. It's like a trailer park. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cecil Hotel has a lot of uh, Randy Quaid's family from an Independence Day vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so Bauer, so your, your ex-wife stayed there. It's like what's eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing. 
<laughs> Alright. Scott's not gonna finish this point. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, Mike had a good question. No, I was, I was asking you to elaborate more. Like, you, we interrupted you as you were talking about EDC. Yes, okay. So, ex wife stayed there. And, uh, very white. Very privileged. Well, way more than me, but pretty <laughs> privileged for the average person. And then, uh, two other friends. One who is actually Czech. So, total street cred. Flipped it on you all. I have basic family who's Czech, and I made jokes the whole time. And you guys got we have not talked about Czechoslovakians. <laughs> we haven't talked about Czechoslovakians at all during this podcast, by the way. Yeah, we talked about Croatia and Poland. It's all the same thing. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, con- continue. So, <laughs> about the wife so and the friends, not the Czech stuff either. So they. They were all like these blonde cute chicks who stayed at this hotel. Like, <clears throat> ridiculous. Like, 18, 19. I mean, it sounds really stupid to, like, compare because it's a... It's, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, closer to the girl who went in and who was 15 and died of Molly than, like... Well, you were close to her age back then? No, 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 I am not. But I'm saying these girls uh, okay, were, right. to, to her... Oh, wow. Than like an average resident of the Hotel Cecil at the time. Mm-hmm. Or Cecil. Whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like, that's how different it was. Like, they were they were going to go to a concert and die of Molly when these people are shooting up, you know, a million... I don't even know what... I don't know how drugs work with that kind of drug. I know I can do a lot of cocaine, but like a normal... I mean, Rick James. Oh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. I never wanted to do drugs. So, I mean, did they say anything? Were they like, oh, I got weird vibes at the hotel? Like, they see anything? Absolutely. So, there's community bathrooms. No room individually yeah. has its own bathroom. Yeah, Circus it's... Circus has their own bathrooms, at least. Exactly. That's, true. That's very true. The drugs in our own bathroom. I feel like it's staying in the arcade with a with hundred other people that don't have a room after the arcade closes. <laughs> That's more in the circus. Circus is like the hotel season. So community bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah, that's fire, fire So that was the first thing. Fire escapes. Yeah, they go use they fire escape if you don't want to use a communal bathroom. The water. They said something came out, and they were like, "Don't drink the water or do a shower all night." Asian girl. This water tastes if like Asian girl. If only people had known that back in the day, people were yeah. just drinking the water. No, no, no. So this was 2010 before. But they thought there was like a weird thing, and at least I don't know. They drink. Wait, they're like, they're like, I only drink bottled water type of person anyway. Mm. You know? We all know one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So listen. So this whole, yeah, this hotel's terrible, by the way. I'm reading some more shit on it. Oh, good lord! The Pigeon Lady of Pershing Square was raped there, the and they never that? solved that crime. Some guy named Jack Unterweiger uh, stayed there for a long time. And then, it, yeah, wow. Unterweiger? Yes. Well, yes, I that think guy. that a lot of crime, like, definitely happens there. Like, this well, is not the first person that died there. Like, this is just the no. one that died weirdly. But, no, like, um, there's... Like, people, like, people were dying every day. There's legit yeah, a whole a list of... Every... Death there, like, just, so... like... Overdose. Yeah. 
Like you know, I, f- I feel like if John Landis after the Twilight Zone incident that occurred on set, like I pr- feel like the Cecil Hotel said, "We'll give you a permit." Yeah. Uh, you guys, if you uh, don't for get the everybody reference, who doesn't uh, know what the Twilight reference is, um, he showed his penis. Okay, that's not what it means. Uh, on the Twilight Zone movie, John Landis, the guy who directed Coming to America and and Trading Places, uh, he wanted he had kids working like sixteen hour days or whatever, and then he uh, was having an issue with a helicopter shoot, and he said, "Hey, I really want to get the helicopter closer." And the kids were working till like midnight, and then uh, what's her name, Jennifer Jason Lee from uh, what's her name? I forgot movie, uh, Single White Female or whatever, and uh, a lot, fast. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, her dad gets his head cut off, and then two kids get their head cut off. Jesus. Um, and let's just say the Cecil Hotel probably came and said, you know what? We'll give him a permit, right? After he, like, they had to change, like, labor laws because of his ass, you know? Okay. Cecil Hotel's like, yeah, let's just let him film shit here, and please bring those bodies with us. They would love it. Damn. So, yeah. so uh, we, have a, we have a water a tower. worse than someone, some, some guy showing her penis to him. Her okay, <laughs> well, move on, Mike. So- <laughs> Thoughts, right. thoughts on the docu series. Like, what did you guys think after watching this? Can I start this one and just yes. say? Um, so I know it was four episodes. It was definitely two episodes too long. It it definitely could have yeah, been right. two. Um, yeah. It could have even ideally really been one really good episode, maybe like uh, an hour and a half minutes. long, you know. But um, it was way too long, and it was filled with a bunch of no. Buddies, like who were these randos that they picked yeah. off YouTube <laughs> no. that sat here and were like, "I'm an expert." Like they were, yes. they were Did they call, they no. Call them as experts, right? I'm they gonna, literally like, were like YouTube in. expert. Like, what does yeah. it take to be a YouTube expert? I'm gonna challenge you on that though, because they had Officer Greg Kading. Shout out to Greg Kading, who is always frequented on any documentary about Biggie's murder in LA. I don't know why they brought him on but there. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about these random YouTubers. But he was he was a guest on that series though. But what literally, that's, that's still kind of a nobody. <laughs> still kind of and a nobody. You know him from like the million Tupac specials that you've watched. Like, nobody knows who this guy is. What's his badge number, Mike? What's his badge number, Mike? I don't fucking know. Did he serve? Yeah, like, he's a nobody. <laughs> Did he even serve justice? Did he even serve justice? Yeah, who was the cop? Who was the cop who read the racist script in the OJ oh. trial? He Furman? <laughs> what are you laughing about? That's the, I just give an answer to your question. No, I know. Wait, did he actually read a racist script to a movie, or he was shouting at a black person? Like that's the whole point of the trial. That was like the. Uh, Mike, continue. <laughs> uh, so, well, <laughs> Wiggins, your thoughts? Listen, I agree with. Uh, <laughs> Like, I agree with what Scott say. No, uh, what do you call it? Look, first of all, the I thought the thing sucked. I'm not going to lie. Uh, like, Maggie is spot on that it was uh, way too long. I don't know how they had four parts out of something that could have been done in 30 minutes. Uh, it seemed like Dude, they were stretching 28, out. 26 minutes. With yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, this would have been better if it was on, like, I'd, uh, Investigation Discovery Channel for 30 yes. minutes, right? As part yeah, of, like, it could have been a one-hour yeah. with commercials. They were like, who killed Elisa Lamb? Nobody. That was the yeah. whole episode. That was it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unsolved and, like, mysteries. Like, we investigate it, it, the... <laughs> like... It could have been an Unsolved Mysteries episode. That would have been dope. Not even. Unsolved Mysteries yeah, does better I, than that. 
Yeah. I read a, I read a review from someone on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and I thought this made sense. They they said that it was they described this as ghoulish and unsavory. Mm-hmm. I think that's very fitting for this. Like, look, they tried to exploit the girl's death. Um, they resorted to sensationalism, and then mm-hmm. they gave in to the most uh, lurid. Uh, conspiracy theorists ever, right? Mm-hmm. The kind of people that would go, hey, uh, get, look at this conspiracy. Uh, this happened. You should really believe me. And, like, and they probably bring you, like, like they bring you evidence on, like, a shitty piece of, like, napkin or whatever that someone used to blow their nose on, too, right? These are the kind of people that they got as their conspiracy theorist experts, right? Like, the kind of people yeah. that would be like, uh, you know what? Um, I don't think that rocket ships exist. Like, those are the kind of people that they had on there. Yeah. Just bad, across the board. Uh, look, and then the documentary, look, uh, this guy... Like they don't even think rocket sh- Like, like, is that a, uh, um, what is the jet fuel lines? The, uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, you chemtrails, don't. Chemtrails, <laughs> chemtrails. You guys know the chemtrails thing? Uh, yes, we do. Everyone just say yes. Right, so what you're yeah. you guys don't know chemtrails? No, we said yes. <laughs> Wait, it sounded like you don't know what chemtrails are. No, we all said yeah. I mean, I said yes for a lot of people. I wish that everyone else would say yes, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. so Bauer, your thoughts? Um, he really wants to tell us what chemtrails are. And don't talk about chemtrails. Okay, well, later. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think in general... Look, like, Netflix, they... This is actually a really good example of why I'm a Netflix hater. Because you and work we, for a competitor. Correct. But we also talked about this before, that I am a Netflix hater. What they're doing, all they're doing is, look, they're looking at the data, and they're saying uh, 8 plus 7 plus 5 plus 6 plus 9 of what people like equals this story thing or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm again, I'm going to go back old school. It's not that old school, but it's fantastic. The Serial Podcast, right? Oh, yeah. That was my shit. Incredibly well done. Yes. Incredibly well done. Fair. Just. They took actual shit from the shit. They looked at, like, it was, I mean, you could tell this was, like, 15 hours a day by like 15 people of like uh, looking at stuff, looking at the evidence, doing um, the, the necessary research of things, right? Netflix, this shit was like, uh, let's find uh, based a on random our, fucking YouTuber with any fucking theory. Um, right. However, <laughs> no, but this is the thing about YouTube too. It's also an algorithm. So it's literally this is what I'm talking about. It's Netflix uh, getting these 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 similarities in terms of views. So like whatever we all view, you guys know this. Everything that we view is like documented. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a YouTube account, if you have an Amazon account, if you have a Netflix account, and all of them Disney share Plus. data. Disney Plus. <laughs> they do. No, all of them share data. Netflix doesn't share a lot of specific data, and they're smart for not doing it. But all of these other people share their data with Netflix because Netflix is the number one, right? And so they're like, they're looking at Netflix as like the new Nielsen. And so, do you guys know what Nielsen ratings are? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. So 
So they're looking at Netflix's data as the new Nielsen data. And so, like, a lot of these shows that are coming out that are really good now, like, they're, like, I look at Disney Plus and I'm like, why are we doing so well? And I'm like, bro, we had all this years of, like, all these Marvel shows that we didn't produce that were on Netflix. We learned what people liked about Marvel, <clears throat> and it made the Marvel movies better. So hard, sorry, this is the whole thing. But now... What Netflix has done with this data is looked at what people in the entire true crime sphere has looked at and enjoyed. And this is a good example of why I hate Netflix. This is the garbage they put out. They said, this is what they, you, this is, we asked you, and this is what you want. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? is uh, one of the greatest Arnold Schwarzenegger movies ever, The Running Man. <laughs> That's what this shit is. It's garbage. And there you have it. Right. <laughs> Sorry, it I give it a B plus. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> it was garbage. I gave it a B plus. <laughs> uh, well, Bauer also had another F-. comment. F minus. No, that's pretty solid, Scott. Uh, look, when I think about like sort of the documentary and the presentation, like. Uh, I, it did it did Ms. Lamb um, a disservice in the mm-hmm. sense that, like, what happened to her is just sad. So sad. And for, like, a documentary to come out with such smut, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, this falls on, like, this trashy director. Like, he did Blair Witch this Project Part 2. what tells you you want is smut, basically, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, th- he did this, he did... And then he did, like, some fucking, uh, like... Uh, some he's, he's done some shit like the fact that he did book of shadows blair witch 2 or whatever just tells me everything i need to know about the guy you know and then he got in trouble for some other film he did called crude i believe uh the guy is garbage all right like he worked on the ted bundy documentary and then the Dak, zach efron uh seceding movie mm-hmm. uh nothing that this guy's done has been decent <laughs> you know and like wait did he do baywatch with zach efron uh, no, no, he did. Uh, uh, yeah, Zach Efron played uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah, extremely, uh, extremely wicked and shockingly also, evil and vile. Also, the another Baywatch Netflix Zac film, though. Was great, though. Yeah, say that again, uh, Scott. The Baywatch Zach Efron was great, though. Oh. Man, yeah, that shit so, went straight to DVD, bro. Fuck out of here. I, I saw it in theaters. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Extremely Nobody wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. That's the best way to describe uh, all of Joe's work and particularly this documentary like uh, the, the just like look he shouldn't be allowed to do docuseries anymore like the amount of liberties that he took and maggie's touched on this right just these random like uh, potential candidate future candace owens that they found off of youtube or whatever <laughs> right just come up with a bunch of weird fucking shit you know like so it's such a degradation and an insult to documentaries in every capacity. Like this thing should be a raspy, a ras, what is it called, a raspberry award winner? Because it's just bad. Like so clearly, Chris Wiggins is not like Joe Berlinger. No, not at all. Yeah, just trash. <laughs> just, like, so, I, like, you, like this is this should be a document. This should be a documentary on Alicia Lamb. Things that could have been afflicting her, her background, her past. Um, it's a missed a, opportunity. Yeah, a deeper dive. Cecil Hotel should have been in the background of it, not Cecil Cecil Hotel in the foreground, and then sensationalism and crackpot theories about Alicia uh, Lamb being in the background. Like, no, that's just it's not the way to do it. 
So, I mean, you guys are clearly all bashing the series off the jump, and I love it. Um, but did you guys have any feelings about, like, the build-up, if there even was one? Because from what you guys are telling me, it basically just went straight to the conspiracies. You know, because from my understanding, you know, they try to paint a picture of the area that the hotel is in downtown LA and like it being close to Skid Row and like how dangerous it is and all the characters that lurk around there and alleged previous guests of the hotel, like the night stalker. Um, so what did you guys think about the buildup? I was actually, look, I, that's one of the things that they thought that they did well, if anything. Right. And, uh, it does set the ambiance of what to expect. And you, you immediately go in there like, all right, foreboding. My comparison is this, right? Um, their level of building up uh, sort of uh, what you're going to expect out of the eeriness of this hotel, right, and the salaciousness of the hotel, um, you know, and to know right off the bat, like, hey, good things don't happen here. Think about when you first saw Star Wars, right, you know, and the little stupid-ass robots go through uh, the shooting, right, then the music plays, right, dun-dun, and then Darth Vader comes out. Huh? Which episode of Star Wars? When you first saw Star Wars, the first one. All right, if you yeah. just stop for a second, let me finish. Darth Vader comes out. You don't need to know his name. Don't need to know who he is. They never mentioned him, right? And but you know, bad. this guy in big and black, he's bad. He's evil. He's terror. Uh, immediately when they immediately they did that in sort of building up the Cecil Hotel. That you know, all right. Um, I know that this hotel plays a part. Could potentially play a part in what happens, and I expect this to end poorly because of this hotel. They did a good job of that. That's one decent thing I thought he did. Mm-hmm. That's so much credit. <laughs> okay. Like, All right, no, so did, I mean no. I appreciate it. That's like a very optimistic outlook of it. I just shit on the whole thing. I think he was shitting on the toilet, and he goes. Netflix called me and they offered me money because their algorithm told me that I should be the director. I'm supposed to take it, right? And his agent goes, oh, I don't even know. Yeah, totally. uh, So I have a question. Uh, Mike, you know like a week ago Scott messaged us, Netflix has money talks. He clearly watches Netflix. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, yes, but I I mean, that was 20 years after they should have. Like, Money Talks should have been the first DVD they offered to deliver. Mm. It was the same year they opened. How is this a retort or a defense of what you said? Or of you being caught in a contradiction? I know, I know. So, I agree with you. This is my point, though. I told you this is my critique of Netflix. I have okay. positive things to say about Netflix. You said I hate Netflix and I don't watch <laughs> Not them. Not unequivocally. I said I have. Okay, you said I hate them and I don't watch them. Yeah, Ted, fuck you. Maybe this will <laughs> give me a. <laughs> yeah. Never Scott's hired like, by yeah. him, but some pub from some. Scott was like, hey, if the choice were growing my hair back or there being a Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I still have uh, five eighths of hair. It's great. Not that anyone's counting. I am. I I mean, I'm personally a little bit conflicted. (laughs) Like, in thinking about the storyline, I I have a lot of feelings. And I think the first is that, like, just in general, the storyline was such a disservice to Elisa and, and her experience and what could have been such a better story if they hadn't, um, given time for all the bullshit. 
then we talk about Skid Row, and in my issue, and this has always been something that's come up for me, is the idea that homeless people are dangerous. Homeless mm. people are not well. Homeless people are scary. They're on drugs. They're doing this. They're doing that. And yes, there's an there is an exception yes, to everything you'll things. ever hear. <laughs> there are definitely homeless people that do drugs. There are definitely Echo homeless Park. people that are scary. There are definitely Echo homeless Park. people that meet every single criteria that you hear about but for me it was that they were building this stereotype and i didn't i didn't love that um you know i work with the population of seriously mentally ill individuals a lot of which are unfortunately homeless and it's an unfortunate you know outcome for a lot of people but not every homeless person is dangerous and not every mentally ill person is homeless and not every mentally ill person is dangerous so it's like you get into this conundrum and i honestly felt like it was to their benefit to set up this whole like ooh, she was in this bad area and there were drugs and there were homeless people and there was all this very scary stuff and it's like in reality she was in downtown la like, I loved that couple that had never been there. And they were like, oh, we just booked a random hotel off of, like, hotels.com. And then we were walking around and we said, do you know where the Cecil is? And people kept looking at us like, what the fuck? I lived for that moment. Because I'm just like, if you know anything about where you are, you know it's not good. So yeah. I have I have really mixed feelings about it. I felt like they were trying to kind of paint this really bad picture um which is setting a story you know they're setting the story and ultimately if you think about what happened to her it's a background but it it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with what happened to her um but it did feed into the whole ooh, she's in this area and maybe she got drugs and maybe she did this because it's accessible but I felt like it was really just using the environment to support a theory that ultimately is not what anyone believes to be the outcome of the story. So it was a misrepresentation of the area. It was a misrepresentation of the potential. And I understand they're trying to explore alternatives for what happened to her, but it just, for me, was misplaced, misguided, and uninformed. 100%. Hundred percent, and here's I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I'm gonna I gotta I gotta preface it with this because I know you're a person who's gonna bounce back from this question and give me <laughs> no for real for real okay but what if in three three years you get canceled for calling her homeless because she's uh, affordably housed challenged <laughs> and they go oh my god. She called her homeless. What a horrible human being. Oh, I'm not saying Lisa was being. homeless. No, 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 but I, no, 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 this, but, right. You, do you get what the point I'm making? No. 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 <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is, like, you can get so sensitive about just language, about l- calling people, labeling. Oh, I don't care if you call people homeless. I call them homeless, undomiciled. I'm talking about the stereotype well, that I'm comes saying about being everything. homeless. That you're on No, drugs. I agree with you. Correct. 
This is exactly what I'm talking about. It's exactly what I'm talking about. But that's what Netflix no. misused. They said she yes. was in an area with a lot exactly. of homeless people, so obviously she bought drugs. They were mis, like, categorizing. They only cared her. about homeless. They didn't care about what that meant. Right. They they didn't think that's about the I'm fact saying. that homeless people aren't always doing drugs, and homeless people aren't always mentally unwell. That's my issue. Is that yeah. you can't you can't cluster these people together? Yes, there's a thread that goes through that some homeless people have mental health issues. Some homeless people have substance use issues. Not all homeless people have those issues. So for me, it's like they tried to make this area something scary and just, ooh, it was bad. There were homeless people. It's like, you could be homeless and be good. Like You're you're categorizing homeless people as dangerous, as scary, as unwell, as something to be fearful of. And homeless people are people. And that's what... I don't agree with, you know, people avoid homeless people. They think they're dangerous. I've had so many people tell, oh, there's so many homeless people on that block. I'm like, let's let's remove the word homeless. There are so many people on that block. These are people. Why are we deciding that they're something without knowing them? That's that's what I didn't benefit. like about this documentary. It just it right. categorized people. I in felt a really... like they were trying to benefit from that too. Like you can also totally. They were setting a stage. Like, oh, it's so homeless. scary. They're Correct. homeless. Exactly. And it's like, exactly. Who cares? There's so Bauer. It's fucked up. Bauer tried a challenge and basically it backfired. <laughs> no, that wasn't a challenge. That's exactly what we were talking about the whole time. All right. I, well, yeah. I, I sorry. I'm gonna I, move like on. To, to... Wait. Oh, what? Okay. That was 100% exactly what we were talking about the entire time. (laughs) I thought you tried to challenge it, though, and it backfired. No, my challenge was, my challenge was, this is the point. Let's say in three years, no, you can't say homeless anymore. You have to say uh, homely, unchallenged, or whatever it is, right? (laughs) Then you're focusing on unhomely, unchallenged. Doesn't matter what you were saying saying about them in their circumstance that existed it was the word homeless oh. that was the problem and so you have to say the yeah. word on un- this is what i was talking about well listen uh besides the homeless we got introduced to a lot of characters <laughs> in this series Stop and they interviewed it's so employees it's so <laughs> 30 years from now they interviewed employees, they interviewed detectives, they, inter- they interviewed internet investigators. They didn't interview any undomiciled individuals, um, and I use that term loosely. Uh, was there a character that stood out to you guys that took place in this docuseries that may have been interviewed, that may have had something to say, um, that you guys liked or disliked? Can we talk about that fucking weird-ass manager? Yes. Oh! I don't like know... I don't know her name, but she was so April, weird. Right? No, it was, it was Amy, Pri- wait, Amy wait, Price, wait, wait. right? Amy Price, yeah. Is it Amy? Amy Price, yeah. Amy Price, yeah. Amy Price. She, she is, weird. Why is she weird? such a weirdo. Look, I look, I, I actually why, found wait, her... Why was she weird? You okay, guys yeah. didn't get that vibe? You didn't feel like she why was, was she a weird? little bit weird? I wait, Chris, she why was, was she not weird? No. Well, she well, just seemed like a manager who was in over her head. Well, first of all, the fact she was there for 10 years, I give her a lot of props because it must have been a very challenging work environment when people are, like, not really She was using... obviously in cash under the table from 
all of these criminals. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I don't know. I just, like, what was weird for me is, like, when she talked to the third person and she was like, she's beautiful, like, talking about the hotel and, like, she deserves another chance. Like, yeah. just this, like, She's been a good manager. She's marketing. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, maybe. You don't want to say it's ugly and dilapidated and please stay away. I mean, look, she grew honestly, up watching Scooby Doo and she sees what happens when a place is abandoned, right? Like, right. Someone runs the curse. Do you guys remember? Place. Do you guys remember that movie Seven? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Remember one of the, I don't remember which which one which one was the crime? Oh, crime. Way to make a point. No, wait, wait. I, I think it was rap. Lust. It was Lust. It was Lust. Okay. Uh, when they went into the underground underground club, it was like an mm-hmm. underground sex club, and he goes, "Did you see anybody?" He had a suitcase or a bag, and the guy's like, everybody who comes in here has a suitcase or a bag. I don't know what's going on. That's and her. He goes, yeah, exactly. Yes. A hundred percent. That's the point. Yes, you got it. That's exactly what I was saying. She's like, well, I don't know. Everybody's doing drugs and doing whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> Yeah, um, yes, see, this is the next step of feminism. Start realizing these things. Don't uh, use so your propaganda. One... <laughs> yeah, we'll um, feed you, yeah. baby bird. <laughs> Scott, don't use, yeah, don't use her like the Cecil Hotel uses uh, homelessness to... Uh, I'm kidding, yeah. I'm kidding. Look, I didn't think Amy was particularly weird or vexing or so. Um, one thing I did find odd is that she called her mom when she found out about the body. As That's to weird. That is, right? I just figured that, hey, she's like, well, look, Mom, I knew people died in here a lot or whatever. I didn't think it would ever happen under my watch, right? I felt maybe she was she there for that 10 thing. years. People died every I know. day. I'm, I'm trying to give her the benefit. I know, I'm trying to give her no, the benefit. No, don't give that woman the benefit <laughs> yeah. of doubt. Yeah, uh, look, you know, I, I can see this as, hey, let me consult my mom because, fuck, what the hell's happening? This Maybe it's like, I, this keeps happening. I don't know, right? Um, but it, it is a bit odd, right? But I guess I could see where someone might go, all right, this is the person I trust the most. Um, then we'll tell the police or whatever. Uh, but I, look, I, yeah, I, I like, my Why thing is, is like, she was brought into this hotel with like any proper experience or knowledge yeah. or info on it. Right. Yeah, and it was just like simply, yeah. yeah, like they just said, Hey, it, I compare it to, Hey, um, do you and your young son and your wife who you're having issues with and you probably abuse, um, do you want to stay at this nice hotel in Colorado? Um, Sometimes funny things happen here. And then she goes, yes, right? You're talking about the Outlook? Uh, Shining. Overlook. Overlook Hotel. Yeah, the Overlook Hotel, yeah. (laughs) Right? So I can see her just going, well, we're down here in downtown Los Angeles, Danny. I uh, think we ought to go and uh, manage this place. Uh, If you heard about it on the television. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah, right? Like, I just picture someone going, hey, Darling, like that my honey cup, the love of my life. I, I just picture her saying that sometimes. But does that not tell you she's a weirdo? Like, you're literally yeah, comparing you're her right, to, yeah. like, a freaking murderer <laughs> I <know>. from a <laughs> Stephen King movie. Like, what? Like, you're over here like, she wasn't that weird, but she reminds me of The Shining. Like, Maybe the hotel had the energy of The Shining. Like. She yeah, was well, it's just there, like she didn't have any experience when she took over, and then she was there for ten years. You can't use no experience as an excuse. She was there for a decade. <laughs> this woman grew up there. Like she All was right. like, yeah, well, you know, we call the police every day. 
People go missing every day. It's fine. She deserves a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, look, you know, one other person, I don't think anyone mentioned this, uh, Morbid. Oh, no, yeah. No, not, not, yeah, not Morbid. The His name morbid. was like... Uh... Yeah, it was Morbid, was right? Michael. His, name, no, his name was Pablo. Oh, Pablo Vargas, right? Yeah. But what Vergara? was his stage name? Morbid. Was like, morbid. Was morbid. Morbid, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking shit. of the podcast. I love Morbid, so, the podcast. Shout out yeah. to Morbid. Uh, they should put the Cecil Hotel on Morbid. Yeah, they need to pay us. Uh, they put I the think they, they already did Elisa Lamb on Morbid. I already listened okay. to it. But... I'm not going to shout out a competitor. Yeah, we're not doing that, yeah. Well, you guys are too put them on our podcast. Huh? You guys aren't true crime. Just don't worry about it. You're fine. You're in your own lane. Yeah. Saying hashtag morbid. If they put us on their podcast, we'll put them on our podcast. Why wouldn't we do that? Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, awesome. or, or I'll just start a Twitter feud with them and see if that uh, gets us anywhere. And then yeah. get us on our podcast. They have 300,000 followers, so. Well, we're almost there. I think we got, I think we got 298,000 followers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't need, I don't need yeah. the Morbid Hive coming after me. They have like 299,999 yeah. more than you guys. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. It's easy look, to criticize. Uh, it's hard to solve. <laughs> so, look, uh, Morbid, I think that there was a valuable lesson in what we do to people. Um, when these internet sleuths and they come and they make stuff up and... They go out of their way to, like, ruin someone's lives, right? Like, they yeah. essentially said, hey, we see uh, – they, they essentially, like, pulled the Biggie Who Shot You action on him, right? Oh, hey, shit. you came out with a song that's similar to Obviously something that occurred. That. Yeah. And then but did you, he got blamed. Did you have, like, a feeling yeah. about Morbid? Like, did you like him? Did you dislike him? I mean, I thought he's weird. Yo, Dude, uh, he's a fucking weirdo, but I felt really bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like wow. he's just, just like, like hey, this guy did it. Living his life, like he's not killing people. So, he's just like being weird, you know. Like let people be weird. But... Is it justifiable to say that a lot of the people they had on here were weirdos? Because you say Amy Price was well, weirdo, Papa Vargas was weirdo. Dude, they're all weirdos. They're all weirdos. <laughs> that cop was weird. Weirdo's not a bad thing. No, and <laughs> so, and that's the thing. To your point, Scott, like weirdo is not bad. I'm a weirdo. Like I listen to weird shit. But my thing is like taking back Sunday when when a bunch of group a group of people decide somebody is bad Fallout and they boy. gang up on them and they like come for him you know yeah. that was well yeah that was like to luck. to accuse someone of murder right when uh, like it's easily to disprove this ass wasn't there yeah. Well, hold that thought, right? bro, because we're going to talk about that later. We're going to get there. Okay, okay. Yeah, right, you're kind of uh, stepping on my toes a little bit. I have a hashtag. Okay. I have a hashtag. Scott, you reference. and Morbid have the same birthday, by the way. He's stupider wow. than me, though. Scott, are you Morbid? Are you actually Morbid? <laughs> uh, no. No, no, no. No? I have That's a good, not your actually, alter ego, have a great, Pablo? No, I have a great, I have a great hashtag reference uh, who is in the genre that we're doing the thing tonight. And I know I give a lot of shit to the whole um, uh, true crime genre, right? Mm. But good? she's absolutely the best. And I hope you know her, too. It'd be great, Maggie, if you did. But uh, hashtag Jill Lepore. Mm. No. You don't know her? Okay. Incredible. What show? Does she have a specific show? Uh, yes. Uh, she Well, she's a New York Times in general writer. She's, uh, she's one actually... Uh, two two Pulitzers, 
but oh, her. Pulitzer. Sorry. Chris can <laughs> tell you how to say that. <laughs> Chris knows he has one. He or he's been nominated Pulitzer. for one at least. Uh, but the best podcast maybe ever made about conspiracies is called, uh, not conspiracies, sorry, true crime, is called The Last Archive. Ooh. So we should hashtag it. The Last Archive hashtag. I'm here By it. Jill Lepore. She's amazing. Lepore. She's my favorite author ever as, as well. So both cool. favorite books and favorite, yeah, incredible. I'm here for it. Uh, so I'm jumping straight to it because okay. I want to know. What are your thoughts on this mystery? Do you guys think she was killed, or did she commit suicide? Can I jump in right there? Go. I mean, you already. I don't did. mean I don't mean, I mean to interrupt y'all, but for Mike, uh, you asked, do you guys think she was killed or that she committed suicide? I think none of the above. I don't think she was killed, and I don't think she committed suicide. I think she unintentionally died. Mm. As the misfortune of a manic episode, I think that she was manic. I think that she was psychotic. Well, they talked about it on the show. I just want to clarify, for anyone listening that's not familiar, psychotic does not mean that you are a psycho. It means that you are hearing voices. It means that you are seeing things. It means that you are paranoid. It means that you are delusional. So I think she was psychotic, not a psycho. I think she thought something or someone was following her. She took shelter in the water tower and she was unable to get out. I don't, and that's why I say she didn't commit suicide. She was not intending to die. I think she had no intention to end her life. I think unfortunately, as the result of her episode, she ended up in a situation that she was unable to survive. But given the choice, I don't think she wanted to die. But Maggie, I have a question for you because you being the mental health expert here, I feel like there is a big misinterpretation of bipolar disorder. So mm-hmm. I know on this docuseries it mentioned that she was diagnosed bipolar, mm-hmm. was prescribed medication. Mm-hmm. Wait, can um, I say my opinion about her death or not? Uh, wait, wait, just wait, wait, Scott. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. We'll, <laughs> okay, we'll come Go back around to you. Go ahead. And so, um, you know, she's prescribed medication, so I feel like mm-hmm. there's this giant misinterpretation of bipolar disorder within mm-hmm. itself. And so I feel like you can explain to everyone, you know, what it is and how it ties into what you saw in, in, in the footage of her in the elevator. Yeah. So I think what's important to understand is... Um, I work in the field. I don't work, like, in an office. I don't see people on, like, a one-to-one basis. I am a first responder for mental health crises, so I'm partnered with a police officer when people call 911 because their loved one is going through a mental health crisis. I am the one that shows up. Um, So I encounter people in a lot of manic states, which is what would be characterized by one of the type of bipolar that you would encounter. So... You know, there's two types of bipolar. There's type 1, there's type 2. The different types are characterized by whether you have full mania or hypomania. And so mania is generally a state of, like, elevated mood, decreased need for sleep. You'll encounter someone that is grandiose. They are typically delusional. 
Uh, so, for example, they think they own companies. They think that they own multiple houses. They think that they are something much more than they are. They could be so preoccupied. Yeah, they could be religiously preoccupied. They could think that they are God. They are a disciple. They are somehow religiously yep. related. Um, however, they're making these connections. This is the American conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this is called Trumpism. Yeah. yeah. So our former president definitely could have been assessed for bipolar. Um, but all of that to say, so they have like very um, grandiose ideas, delusional ideas. A lot of people, they use bipolar very loosely. So they'll go, oh, she's bipolar. One minute she's happy, one minute she's sad. One minute she's this, one minute she's that. That's that's not what bipolar means. That means um, she's a woman. She, <laughs> I could literally fight you, but anyways. I so, mean, no, but I'm not wrong, though, is what you would No, you're about. incredibly wrong. But I'm what the wrong. hell, Scott? What is this? I'm like not gonna take the time to tell you how wrong. No, I'm right. not saying that. I'm saying that bipolar is the same as Scott. female. All right, Scott. She's mad. Yeah. She's sad. Please she's continue, sad. Maggie. Like, if you want to start um, a conversation about the history of women being labeled as mentally ill because of emotions, oh, I like, agree we can with have you, that 100%. conversation. Like, I don't know I if you've ever it. heard of hysteria, but of course I have. Yeah, her hysteria. So all right. Okay. Really? Look. Okay. Hey. All right. Let's. So. Let's check this out. I know out. the history. I'm. No. Scott. All right. All right. Uh, Maggie, please continue. It's fine. I just like have a degree, and your friend doesn't. But um. So, anyways. Seven so degrees. all of that to say that I, Bacon. I think that what we saw with Elisa was that she was in a state of mania, so she was having delusional thought content. Delusional thought content can include paranoia. So I think she was paranoid. She was seeing things and hearing things. Just like I'm hearing Scott continuing to talk shit. No, um, I'm not talking shit. This you can just awesome. like hear people saying things and you're not really sure sorry, where it's sorry, coming sorry, from. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's great. But it's anyways. So all of that to say, and back to the question, um, I think that she was in a bipolar episode. All right. Yeah, look, uh, uh, number one, thanks for, th like, legit, thanks for that breakdown, and uh, especially for the expert opinion. Uh, and thanks I, for I, not I, swinging on Scott, because exactly, uh, yeah. I thought no, we were no, going to no. have... Yeah. I'm going to have one, I'm going to admit a thing right now. Cool. Uh, well, before you go, let me uh, let me see if All I right. can just piggyback off what uh, Maggie was said. Look, you know, I, I think that there's a manic episode, you know, again, I think this is a situation where, hey... She ended up in, like, what do you call it? She ended up in the water tower. Um, mm -hmm. Then, uh, and I think that's sort of the results and the potential hypothesis, or sorry, the hypothesis that Maggie presented uh, bears quite a bit of fruit, right? That it wasn't a situation where she maybe she's, she, I don't think it was like she was hanging out on the ledge and then fell in the water. She was in there, went to get away. Um, and, like, if you just look at, like, the toxicology reports that they do, like, in terms of, like, when they're testing blood, like, the level of blood in your heart and your internal organs or what have you, right? And then uh, also, like, uh, testing their bile or whatever, right? Um, she was in there for quite a bit of time, right? But, however, the toxicology report wouldn't indicate that uh, there was water in there during the full time or that uh, any type of a fixation due to water uh, yeah. occurred, you know? Her and medications were also below normal level. Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, not to interrupt you, Chris, and I'm sorry, but no I just think that part of 
the disservice that this documentary did is that they waited to talk about her mental health mm-hmm. and they kept it for the last episode as yeah. an explanation for what happened to her and they, they led you to believe she was on Skid Row, she was doing drugs, she was talking to questionable people. When she went on the reality, Amtrak. She wasn't on her medication and she yeah. very likely was delusional and psychotic and got into a water tower and then could not get her way out. And yeah, certainly. And no when one you talk about, about her toxicology, like, really. she had no, like, right. a very low level of medication in her toxicology. She had no drugs. She had no alcohol. So all this skid row talk that they're trying to categorize as being like, oh, she was in this bad area. She wasn't doing any of that. Yeah. No, and, like, there's a lot of evidence to support sort of what you were mentioning around going to the manic episode, right? If uh, And from the American Psychiatric Association, uh, you know, they mentioned that, what do you call it? Uh, psycho, like, psychomotor agitation, right? That, you know, you have a series of unintentional and uh, purposeless motions that stem from a mental tension and anxiety within an individual. This includes sort of pacing a room, like wringing of one's hands and the uncontrolled tongue movements and various other a- actions, essentially, right? Which is, and the psychomotor agitation uh, being a symptom of mania, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, like, I'm, complete, I'm completely on board with that, right? Don't think that there was any foul play. Uh, there was an unfortunate, uh, absolute unfortunate situation that bore out... Uh, that, that led to this tragedy, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Uh, a case of foul play. It wasn't a case of malfeasance or anything, you know? But they it's really got... dragged everyone along. They were like, yeah. oh, was she murdered? And it's like, no, she was unwell. And that's what's so sad is, like, she was really unwell and she was very far away from her family. Yeah. She was very alone. And, you know, She I hadn't had go... her mood stabilizer either. I go to calls every day of people that are like this, and you can tell when someone is manic. You Mm -hmm. can tell. I think this is where the someone is in a crisis, and it's it's really difficult because it doesn't always mean that you can take them to the hospital. If I had met her, she wouldn't have been hospitalizable if she hadn't met certain criteria. And what's so sad is that her delusions and her paranoia led her to get into that water tank and she just simply couldn't get out and that is something you can't predict as you know a first responder as somebody that you know might respond like when they talked about her roommates and they were like oh she was up all night she was writing weird notes she was not leaving us alone that's very manic behavior that's Mm -hmm. very very manic totally so i you know i'm sad because i don't even think this was preventable i think had she been brought well, to the what, attention what, of mental health professionals, she wouldn't have been holdable. Theory? Huh? Secure theory? What? Uh, attachment theory, sorry. Oh, attachment theory? Yeah. How the hell did you get them confused, Scott? I you're bringing it, well, it back. Because there's, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm adding on to what you're saying. Oh, okay. With manic and Because I think you're totally right. And I've looked at this in the wrong way, I think, in a lot of ways. But, like, I get, like, not in this show, but, like, in uh, in movies and stuff, this, this dynamic is fantastic. So you're saying there's, there is a manic stage, totally. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly, like, some people live in a depressed phase, some people live in a manic phase, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree or disagree? Like, I would agree, and some people live like, in a Like, it can be healthy, between. though. Like yeah, can be... you can be hypomanic where you're functioning. You're manic, right. but you're functioning. You're not spending all your money. 
You're not, you know, just out here making really impulsive and dangerous decisions. And, you're, like, there's, like, a 1 to 10 of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, my point is with, like, uh, so, attachment theory. You know attachment theory, right? There's, I like, do, anxiety. Yeah. Right. Anxious and attachment, I, you could, avoidant attachment. Correct. And you could, mm-hmm. you could probably, and maybe we'll do another episode where you <laughs> lecture us all on this more than <laughs> I know. I because just lecture people. Well, no, 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 not like Scott phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> Scott phrasing. Sorry. In this one episode, it said lecture, but educate us. No, that's a better word. You'll educate us. <laughs> Much people. better. Wait. So, wait. My point is, here's my point, and I'm going to, yeah. I'm, I'm dumb, and you're way smarter than me, but I'm, my point is. First time uh, Scott's ever mentioned that someone's smarter <laughs> than him, ever. Because. We, this is the first time we brought in someone who's like way smarter than me. Like, <laughs> let's well, she's the only so person on the we brought day on. When y'all are there, like he's unfazed. But... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. This is the yeah. first time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not really. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but for real though, this is cool. Like, so my point is, um, I think that Scott's catchphrase. <laughs> my point is. <laughs> That's a good catchphrase. So, okay. So, with attachment theory compared to this uh, manic theory, which is fucking awesome. I've never really heard a lot about the manic theory, which is really Mm -hmm. cool. So, like, with attachment theory, we have, you have secure, insecure, anxious, and Avoidant, 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 right. Mm -hmm. So, um... For the most part of my life, I was secure avoidant. Okay. Listen, Scott, really quickly, okay, uh, uh, she's not here to diagnose you, by I the know. way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I was... I was this next episode. I was joking. I, I legitimately was joking about bringing on uh, a licensed clinical mental health expert <laughs> to evaluate you. <laughs> Please my don't take that is, serious. I know, I'm not taking it seriously. So, what I'm talking about in the next segment, this is where I was saying we should maybe go with this. Okay. Because I, like, I thought she was, I think earlier you just thought I was just, like, talking dumb shit. Well, you were. But, like, yeah, of course I was, too. But my point is I'm trying to connect in a way, like, I think, I think we kind of read some of the same stuff. Like, again, you're smarter than me and you know more about it. But I think we read some of the same things about things, right? Yeah. I get that vibe. Perfect. I did too. Okay. So basically, Scott doesn't want any problems. <laughs> no. He's setting the tone like, don't, no. don't swing on me. I don't want the smoke. <laughs> no, swing hard on me. <laughs> Harder than you would have. Just thinking I was a dummy. <laughs> I would not so before you go further, no, no, before you go further, that's I what, think what the show what, is about more than anything. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just gonna say real quick, answer the question. Mm. Your thoughts mm. on the mystery. Yeah. Killed. Suicide. We probably should have let Scott go first because if two people use that much scientific evidence and he says something different, it's going to make him look bad. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to go mushrooms. I, I just think this question mushrooms. is flawed. This is not a question of killed or suicide. She did not commit suicide. The question is killed or accidental death. Okay. I have another we have theory, nothing to and say I'm going to say it's suicidal. the dumbest thing ever. All right, let's All right, hear what ahead. Scott has to say. And you saw my comment in the... So I look at this, it's the exact same thing that happened at the first scene in the movie Wild Wild West. 
Okay. <laughs> Explain. You know, you know when they're up in the water tower and it's a hot tub? And they're just hanging out and he's like, I'm James West. And then... Wait, did any of us actually watch Wild Wild West? I did. Like, remember this? I did. I, I know what he's talking about. Um, I am waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I am patiently waiting. So they're up in a hot tub and it's a water tower. And then there's these racist guys and they pull it down, but they're in a water tower. I'm just saying maybe that's when she died. It was a heroic act, actually. To a f- All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's cracking himself up, so that's good. That yeah. really- uh, well, I'll give I'll give my take. So, I mean, I think one thing I took What's from the series that, that- <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I felt was problematic, and I've I agree with what you guys have said. Um, what Scott said, minus Scott, but I feel that it that's was definitely fair. an accidental death. Um, but I feel that it's just problematic with Netflix taking the concept of true crime and trying to create a storyline that people want to believe something and then exploiting a person's internal suffering for the sake of content and entertainment to try to fit this genre. And so, like, you know, I feel like this docuseries really painted a spooky picture of the hotel and the strange things that have happened in the past, the multiple murders, etc. And they try to create this mystery that she may have been murdered. But it isn't until later that they talk about her personally, her bipolar disorder, her being a tourist, and then just, you know, some of the issues that she was dealing with personally. And it isn't until that last episode, like Maggie mentioned, that they talk about the extent of her bipolar disorder, her history. And then the song either. Right. And the police discovering that she hadn't been taking her meds. So I really just think that Netflix really just values melodrama over truth with the series right. and I think that's very problematic but going on to like my next basically segment um, like for all the long time listeners we have this segment called Bauer's Internet Conspiracies uh, where we give Bauer uh, basically the floor to give us a conspiracy based on the movie or the series that we're discussing but this series has so many fucking internet conspiracies it was ridiculous start with one we'll start with one <laughs> but well is there <laughs> the wild, wild west. no i'm kidding um, is is, okay. is there one that stood out particularly because i feel like that's where okay, you're going so one i was so mad at it actually the um dark water okay Ooh, do you guys know what dark, dark water. water is yes let's talk about oh, dark water here we go yes i don't even know what this is Oh, okay. Can I, I know give what you the conspiracy breakdown? theory is? Can I give I you a breakdown what... of Dark Water? Wait, because conspiracy. It's... Th- wait, wait, really? No. Quick. So the movie has literally haunted okay. my life. Okay, tell okay. me what the movie is, because I have no okay. idea what the movie is. So there was like this weird parallel that happened in my life, right? So okay. raised by a single mom, raised in New okay. York City. My okay. mom and I are moving into a new, um, like you know, apartment complex in New York, and Dark is this water all in the is same based. Year? Yes, dark okay. water is based in New York. That was me over fourteen years. But okay. Okay. Well, I can't. I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> but <laughs> so dark water came out, and my mom told me she was like, "No, no, no! Like you don't need to see that." So essentially, it's a single mom, and she has her daughter. 
they're moving into a new apartment in New York. They move in and something's up with their water. Like it it keeps coming out dark. Like it keeps coming out black. They're turning on the faucet. It's really fucked up. I shit you not. To this day, it would there have been this, more fucked up. If it was white water. There is this scene like that came out of where the, <laughs> the daughter is at school or she's somewhere. Okay. Okay. I don't even know where she is, but she's in a public bathroom, right? So there's multiple stalls. So yeah. she walks into the bathroom. She sits down. She's getting ready to go pee, and all of a sudden, the stall next to her feet drop down. Balls off. Like slowly. And to this day, when I use a bathroom, I wait for feet to drop down. Like, mm. I... Look your own feet. I am scarred for life. But essentially, so the whole... Spoiler alert. Um, the whole thing with the movie, there's a dead little girl in the water tower on their apartment building. And the little oh, girl Lord. is trying to tell this little girl, mm. hey... I'm up here. So she drags her. She basically, like, lures her up there. And the little girl, like, almost drowns. And they find this girl's body. Because little homegirl, like, was curious. And was like, oh, what's up here? You know? Okay. So, so for me, I was like, she's not homeless. The restroom and the, no, no, no. Like, what I'm saying is a conspiracy oh. theory about okay. this would be a homeless person saw someone to use as, like, a partner in, like, brought on an act like like uh, pretend i'm justin timberlake in that movie more time or whatever Anton? and i'm like yeah and i'm like hey we need to go up in this hotel to go to the bathroom and then uh-huh. we go up there right and then but i know that there's someone else i get more time from <laughs> what <laughs> uh <laughs> i have no idea wiggins yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Was there a conspiracy that stood out to you as just being outrageous or even funny? Anything that to forget about? Well, yeah. The, the, when, when the guy tries to like imply that there's some feet or whatever outside the door, and he keeps rewinding the video and goes, oh, if you look at this, right? And then they start playing that, that huh, 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 huh music yeah. while he's talking or whatever. And he's like, yeah, he goes, but then he goes, Randall, you go out there, then you start to see what could be a shadow, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> They he inventing tried. some person that's just outrageous, right? Like, look, yeah. uh, look, uh, if they know that they had the night stalker and all these other people, or whatever, they'd have some record of some putts or whatever that mm-hmm. would have, uh, I don't know, talked to Elisa Lamb. All of that, 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 that part I thought was stupid, right? They're really trying to sell people, right? And I could just see a bunch of people sitting there slurping and frothing at the fucking mouth on YouTube, like, oh, 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 who's this mystery person? Yeah, that mystery person is hanging out with two people. Um, the, the real OJ killer and uh, the Yeti, all right? Like, come on. Like, it, there's Who is no. Who's the real OJ killer? The same person that was at the Cecil Hotel. Who's the, who the Yeti? The same person at the Cecil Hotel. Like, just, yeah. And, and, like, they're trying to, like, reach for this, right? And I go, hey, how about this? Um, this hotel fucking sucks is the very first thing, right? Mm-hmm. The shadow that you that you marginally see a piece of it and that you claim that she's talking to or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. That legit could be someone going like, hey, why the hell is the door open? Or, hey, do you know what floor to get to yada yada, or right? Like, and that's hey, it. I'm just trying to get downstairs and you're blocking the elevator. Yeah, like, hey, could you get really the fuck out of this? Weird. Yeah, like, hey, uh, I feel like, yeah. you know, I got to take the fucking sure. stairs or the fire escape because you, you keep on. You won't stop going in and out, so can you pick, like, a vibe? Or are we yeah. going in or are we going out? Yeah, right? Not some. Ooh, that's too hard. No one has a 50 50 vibe like that, though. Yeah, uh, just yeah. So that I thought that was like that wasn't necessarily a conspiracy theory, but the guy trying to throw that out or whatever, uh, like yeah, that is a conspiracy theory. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're gonna talk about them. I have some thoughts. No, oh, well, perfect. Like, yeah. What? what I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree with you guys. Like one thing I took from this documentary, particularly like episode three, is that people really that love to create terrible. these. <laughs> it is. But people really love to create these wild conspiracies, and they love to post them on the internet, and they love to create a narrative that focuses on fantasy over facts. And to make it worse, the public loves to read these things, (laughs) the public loves to read them, they love to listen to these conspiracies, and they run with it, and they believe them to be true. And I have a fucking problem with that. So my question to you guys... The Reddit politics page. Don't get me started on that. But do you guys feel that the internet has done a disservice to the public by providing an avenue for people yes. to create these conspiracies, yes. post them on the internet for the world to see, and then create a whole fucking group of believers? Yeah. Look, first of all, uh, we, we, need to, we need to – let's reconcile a few things. Um, as fast as information has come to us or whatever, you know, like I think Bill Clinton had talked about this in his inaugural address or whatever, right? He goes, at the start of our, at the start of our country – News travel to you by horseback. Now, as I'm sworn in today, you find that information travels at the speed of Why light. Why is this Bill Clinton interpretation so good? Well, because it's done by me. All right. Yeah. Well, because I don't, I don't laugh. I don't laugh during my impression. You're That's Bill, I'm, I'm white, and your Bill Clinton is better than mine. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but like, you know, it's like, look, the, as great as it's been at giving us information, it has ruined things, right? Like, uh, and I don't necessarily think that. And the example I'm going to bring up, right? Like, there, there's the old adage that the internet ruined monoculture, right? I don't necessarily know that that's a bad thing or whatever, right? But the internet has changed things, right? I mean, you look, you look at the rate at that and Netflix at how it killed Blockbuster, you know? You look at the rate at how I, it I sort of... I talked about this for a year. Oh, yeah. Or how... No, e- you're right. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying, you talked about it for a year? No. Oh, okay. It's the first time I've heard uh, him saying. Three years. <laughs> but, like... Three years. Like, but it's like, yeah, look, it, it is allowed. It is allowed. It's allowed uh, these voices that you would hang like that would be in the like far reaches of the school. It's allowed those to become amplified, right? And you get the oh, Delonte West is fuck LeBron James' mother type stuff, right? Or uh, wait, that was Mr. false. Or Mr. Rogers was a sniper. That was Delonte you know what I mean? West. Mr. Rogers. Oh, sorry. Wait, who did I say? He said something Bronte James or something. Is that terrible? Okay. Yeah. All right. So what Scott said. Yeah. But like, like the Mr. Rogers is a sniper type stuff, right? Like the internet has allowed trash to, uh, pro, you know, propagate, right? And proliferate. Yeah. Proliferate. Um, it's allowed it pro- to proliferate. I hate that word. I'm going to banish it. Propagate uh, is the same word. It is? Okay. Yeah. So no, either. Yeah. Proliferate would be like not making money. Profligate is making money with it. It's the same word. We both said the same word. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, like, like you're right that they're the same word. Then, like your description afterward was sort of odd. But uh, Bauer, aka Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reader's Digest Bauer over there, yo. Uh, RDB. So look. Get juice, Bauer. <laughs> oh wow. Look, you know, it, it, it's. Uh, but no, like, th like this kind of stuff or whatever, right? Where there's a sort of. Oh, yeah, but look over here to everything. You know what I mean? It, it's ridiculous. Like, particularly within, like, I the agree. pervasiveness that it's caused here, right? With where it's led to the scapegoating of homeless, all right? And the, the, the scarlet lettering of the unhoused. You know what uh, I mean? Um, all the way to uh, this sort of, hey, you know what? Someone can't have a manic episode. There needs to be foul play in some extravagant shit that happens. And because you have the CD and uh, you have the CD and uh, what do you call it, garish background of the Cecil Hotel, then that's proof positive that it's not any type of mental disorder, right? That it needs to be some type of a CD and salacious uh, foul play that occurred. You know, mm -hmm. the internet's done that, and it's ruining wow. so many different fucking things, right? Like the pretty soon the Paris catacombs aren't just gonna be catacombs right there's just gonna be there was some collector you know and it's like no something's just fucking happened you know like well, you, you talked the collector before but it's gonna be a new collective of dummies yeah yeah so yeah so fuck the internet thank y'all for listening to the show on the internet by the way so bauer you're making little comments in the background clearly oh, you have something to say well, and I don't Maggie know that I want to hear what you have to say. When Maggie was talking earlier, like Scott, you could hear Scott randomly in the background saying faint things. It is like sort of like in a whole new world where it's like every moment red letter. <laughs> it almost sounded like he was like an ad lib, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, like we're amigos, I mean, and he's like just going for it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Did you he's doing like some hip hop. Uh, to make fun uh, of how I talked. What's that's up? A, that's an original joke. <laughs> no. So, here's the thing. I agree. I agree with everything that was said, and I disagree with everything that was said. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you're a huge fan of Pete, Pete Sellers from the Pink Pack Panther, weren't you? Yep. And and like Maxwell Smart. Exactly. Yeah, Scott. I got the best part about you is that you're essentially our Quillich, yo, or Peter Quillich. Oh, bro, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, here, I'll, I'll give you guys a take. You guys ready? Yep. Ready. The thing is, um... Were you ready for the take? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> right, he asked us, and he's like, um... Shit, okay. Well, never have I ever been on a podcast. <laughs> Alright, that's a good call. Take two. <laughs> okay, so keep that recording in because that's probably gonna make it. <laughs> well, we, we were. Now we gotta, uh, Mike, make sure you timestamp that so Scott's direct comment about the editing is removed. <laughs> No, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one in there. That's yes, that's exactly what I said we're gonna do. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so I'm talking about the Cecil Hotel, and I'm also talking about uh, the whole thing in general, right? All right, no. let's just, just sit this one out. Sit that question out. Uh, Mike, go to the next question. 
this guy. I thought you had something. The sky is blue. I had, I and needed, the earth I is green. I didn't need the script. I and like golfing is life. Bauer, how fucked up are you on the scale of one? Scott, uh, well, the question was: Has, inter has the internet at given the script? I'm allowed to look at the script, right? Okay, I'm giving you the question. The question though. is: okay. On one to ten, how fucked up are you? One being not, ten being very. Oh, four. <laughs> times <laughs> zero. Which four times two. Is zero. <laughs> <laughs> four times three. <laughs> Mm. Are you gonna go or not? I had yes, I'm gonna go, but I wanted a break to get the question. Look, I have a good answer. Do you want me to read it to you or not? Yes. Why so, do you say yes as though that like uh, like it's a <laughs> the way you say yes, yes is like, it's expected or like a common yes. down. Okay. Please help. So, do you feel that the internet has done a disservice to the public? by providing an avenue for people to create conspiracies and post them on the internet. Yes, absolutely. There's a, a million reasons why. But the biggest reason is that uh, now we are entering a secular age of society. And so Ooh. there's no like, there's no like uh, 10 commandments, 10 rules to just like usher this society in. Because no one believes that. No one believes in religion anymore. So we'll we have tell a that to everybody that's not at Lil Nas X, but okay. Well, <laughs> no, but no. There are a lot of people who follow us, but I'm just saying. We're now entering a secular society. And so in the secular society, what what people are trying to do, trying to accomplish, it's a postmodern world. So, like, uh, sometimes it's your reaction to things. Uh, things like, like uh, your reaction to love. Sometimes it's your reaction to friendship. Sometimes it's your like, you're you're totally committed in to it. Like like, people come from all different ways, and then in, in the way that you experience the thing that you commit to, you experience it. But then there are things that like people don't commit to, but they're more committed to than other things, and so they'll do those things, and then. They're like kind of trying to figure it out, and maybe they do, probably they don't. And then there's things that like the committed people who are not committed but are still committed, they have this other thing which is just like hedonism, which is the best thing. And so we're gonna commit, we're gonna forget all the other like 19 other things that we were gonna talk about, and we're just gonna talk about hedonism because. That's that's what I want to talk about. So, the point you of hedonism. Literally lost me about two minutes ago. Uh, okay. So anyway, hedonism is like I want to be married and I want to have a kid and I want to have fun. I want to be single and I don't want to have a kid and I don't want to have fun. What the fuck does that have to do with conspiracy theories? <laughs> it's exactly to do with conspiracy theories. So conspiracy theories are now the secular version. Like, there's no there's no Bible, there's no God, there's no Jesus to, like, uh, be the central figure of them. The thing you need the central figure to be is, it's not known. No one knows what it is. Donald Trump knew what it was. And it was hating liberals. 
Scott. That what was are Jesus. That was Jesus. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, bro. I'm, I'm You've lost everyone. No one knows what you're talking about. No, that was uh, owning, owning lives was Jesus. We gave you a good two minutes, and we got nowhere, yeah. so we're just going to What? You guys don't know this was... We don't know Donald what you're Trump talking about. No one knows what you're talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, well, we'll let the comments... So listen, I'm... I was going to keep this conversation going, but damn it. <laughs> I'm afraid of another take from Bowers, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what even Owning was Jesus, becoming Jesus was Donald Trump. How is that hard to understand? No, no. Sir. What? Sir, that's... Are you even speaking English? I'm, like, not even sure, like, what you're talking about. Uh, Wiggins, let's take this back. So, earlier you were talking about morbid... Mm-hmm. And you know you were talking about basically like people coming for him based off of like some of these conspiracies, mm-hmm. yeah. and so I kind of want to touch up on that. So obviously like there are consequences due to inter- internet conspiracies, and we saw that with Morbid getting okay, accused we'll of being a murderer. Uh, what and, is this? We'll cut here. And basically people you know bullied him on the internet to the point that he had even mentioned that he wanted to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. He tried to kill him. Right, exactly. So, do you see any parallels to the consequences of conspiracies that are going on, even, like, let's right. say right now, and do you think that this can have long-term effects on on our society? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, look, <clears throat> yeah, I, and, and I, I want, let me, and let me skip, pull it, pull, uh, pull it back, right, just a little bit. Um, I wouldn't even necessarily say that it that the parallels are due specifically to conspiracy theory. I would say that the the it's more so around the sort of maliciousness, the malicious intent of uh, bullying, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, you know, that's that's what it comes down to, right? This isn't true. Think about when you're little, right? Um, it's oh, your family lives in a your family lives in a cardboard box. Your family lives in a cardboard box. Your family lives in a cardboard box, right? Or oh, your dad can't keep the needle out of his arm. Your dad can't keep the needle out of his arm, or whatever, right? For any minor thing, right? The first one, of course, being that you're poor, or the second one being that your dad has uh, complications, right? Right. Um, the over exaggeration, right? Is addicted to heroin. Yes. <laughs> I think they got that. Yeah. Uh, the, well, well, there's yes. lots of complications. Come on. I said needle and arm. I like, know. That's why I said it is your it's not a, I, He's not having an IV addiction. All right. It's uh, not ideal. It's not ideal. It's not the ideal addiction. I said IV. Yeah. Uh, well, but I'm look, nevertheless. Everybody's dad is addicted to shit. That's my point. I don't think that that's true. It's not a good point, by the way. Your dad wasn't? Okay, I just used my example, so yes, my dad was. My dad was, too. So 50% of us. Anybody else's dad was addicted? No, All right, Wig- Wiggins. Wants- Wiggins. Let, let, right. let, <laughs> let Wiggins finish his point. Oh, All right. right. All right. The yeah, uh, so this is a result of uh, pernicious bullying, you know? Of, uh, you create a narrative about somebody, and your goal is to ruin your life, and this one goes further than bullying, right? It's, it's an accusation, you know? It's something that you don't live down, right? If uh, and not and not to compare the two, right? But it's the easiest thing, right? Regardless, like let's say, regardless of if OJ Simpson did it or not, right? Okay. The idea and the specter that the internet out there and the society thinks that you did something, right? Mm-hmm. It's better Unless than he was he was innocent. What's up? 
it was better for the culture that he he was innocent. Well, let him let him finish his yeah, point. Yeah. So the what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, um, yeah. So, but like like once they think that you've done something right, that does become you. You don't you don't shake what the thought process of you is. You know. And with that and that and they like every single conspiracy theorist, every single accuser that what do you call it that labeled this on on, on morbid right uh yeah like they're guilty of this and like the parallels you see them all over the place right and being re- as respectful as possible um you see it when uh there are you see it sometimes when there are sexual assault allegations you know um example kobe bryant uh swath of people for him it's hey you were accused of sexual assault we think you raped them you think you raped a girl um, we will twist every piece of evidence, every piece of fact that we find to support that claim because we yep. want this to be true and we don't want that to escape you. Long past of you being six feet deep, we want this to be your narrative, you know? Um, you see it when, you see it with women and, uh, you see it with women where, um, they, no, uh, I, a guy. If I, won the, if I won the lottery. Bauer, let him finish his point. Homies. That's the point, right? 20 seconds. I'll finish this. Um, okay, so definitely. you see it like, let's say a woman, um, a, a guy leaves his wife to go be with the woman, right? It becomes a specter. She stole that man from somebody else. No matter what she does, she's going to be called a homewrecker. Okay. They're going to remove the agency that he had. That, that they'll remove, completely remove the guy's agency, right? And the agency of all parties involved, right? And then completely go to the, hey, you know what? Um, you're an Angelina Jolie. Is what they'll call it, right? Like, and you you look wow. at the way that she is dogged, right? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton leaves a woman, right? Um, then goes and gets with Angelina Jolie. Uh, Brad Pitt leaves a woman, right, and goes and gets with Angelina Jolie, right? And then all of a sudden, okay, th- she's a man eater and she's a home wrecker, right? Regardless of what can be true, that just sticks with you no matter what, even when she can come. Uh, <laughs> like, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But Leah, like we we have a society and a culture, right? Where we want to, we're immune to facts, we're immune to investigation. Um, we and the conspiracy theories, right? Um, no matter how large or small, right? There's a note. The the one notion about them, right, is they um, they refuse to believe the completely vetable. Yet they want you to they want you to have undying devotion to the absurd. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Bauer, if you promise not to talk about Jesus and go on this tangent that doesn't make sense, I'll I'll give you the floor. The Jesus makes total sense. Well, Jesus does make sense. Uh, It's faith-based shit. Um, I don't think you can say faith-based and then shit, by the way. You can do both shit. Okay. Sorry, faith-based. Faith-based is cool. Uh, fact-based stuff. So this is why I hate, like, the whole hashtag science. You should wear... Th- Honestly, Mike, did you know that you need to wear 47 masks and have 29 shots of COVID? Let's go to Maggie. Or you're gonna <laughs> die. Or, 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 even worse, you're probably gonna kill a million 96-year-old people. <laughs> like... Oh, so they'll be, they'll be, ah, so you'll kill about as many people as chances, Scott. Exactly. No, if you don't do all of those things, you're probably responsible 
for all of those deaths. Yeah. What's so responsible for what's the responsible for the death of Scott's March Madness bracket, yo? <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, I'm giving you ten seconds to make this to make sense. Oh Maggie, yours is down there too. I'm saying. Oh both of you. wait. If you have a chance between a mask or outside, go outside. It's oh, one okay. it's fourteen thousand five hundred and eighty five times safer than a mask inside. It is. Alright, and so this is just a PSA. So just live out, no, it's, it's <laughs> we don't support about. or condone his stance on masks. Wear your fucking mask. Yeah. Whether you're indoors, outdoors, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Don't listen to Scott. He's not a medical no, expert. He's not the CDC. I'm just giving you facts. <laughs> Alright, well that has nothing to do with conspiracy theories. So Maggie... Conspiracy theories. Yeah, did uh, conspiracy theories? Uh, so, did you see any similarity? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we have had some conversations about this. You know, I feel like our generation has been very aware of some areas in which we have been raised with insensitivity. Um, we have been raised to feel a certain type of way, and we're saying like, no, that's not okay. We don't like that. Um, so I do feel like our generation has been calling attention to some things that we don't really like. On the other hand, I feel like cancel culture has gotten pretty hardcore. Um, I do feel like we ask people to be better, do better, think better, grow, adapt, you know, adjust, and then we don't leave people room to do that. So... Um, on the one so hand, I'm like, like, on the one hand, I'm like, I get it. You know, we're, we're asking people to be something we want them to be. And we're also leaving them no room to have not been what we asked them to be. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, yeah. But I see where you're coming from. I think with this documentary in particular, you see a bunch of fucking weirdos that are in their houses and they're like, you did this and you did this and you did this. And they leave no room to think about how they're like kind of weird themselves. Um, they all point at like one person and they're like, ah, ah, don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. You're super weird. You're super weird. You're extra weird. And then they just attack. And so I I do think there are some similarities. Act or attacked. There's some similarities in our current culture. Like, is it that you want people to do better and be better? Or is it that you want to shut them down? Because I agree with both sides. Right. There, are certain, there are certain things I won't forgive. You know, if you sexually assault people... There's no growing. There's no being no. better. There's no learning. I'm not here for your fucking growth, you know? Mm-hmm. But there are other situations where if you made an insensitive joke, okay, we can learn that jokes aren't funny. We can do better. Exactly. We can be better. We can stop making these and that's types of comments. Million times worse. And ultimately, worse. the lifestyle that you lead is what matters, but... I think with this show, like, you have all these, like, armchair detectives that Correct. are just like, you're bad, bad, bad. You're so bad. We don't like you. You're bad, bad, bad. You got bangs. And you got, you got death metal. You got scary stuff. 
and they just like don't leave any room for people to mm-hmm. be anything other than what they're presenting on the internet. So complicated question. I think ultimately when we talk about my boy Morbid, aka Pablo, he was a misunderstood young man. And he's into some weird ass shit. Does that mean that he's a murderer? Absolutely not. Um, you know what is I, he, you know what I is think he weird? Means? Yeah, he weird. He real weird. But did he kill Elisa Lamb? No, he wasn't even there. And this right. man almost lost his life over this fucking theory. And that's what I'm saying. Like, these little internet trolls, like, exactly. the internet gets a lot of power. And so to wrap Way it all up, people all come together. You know, Mike and I have been having conversations about, like, Lil Nas X, about... His video about his shoes, about Oh, I like his new video. You guys don't like it? It's not that we do or we don't. We're just, we've been having conversations. And we're, you know, hearing each other out about the things that come up for each of us when he does or says certain things. (laughs) And I think ultimately what's upsetting is like, this is just room for conversation. No one's right. No one's wrong. But when someone is literally killing themselves over an internet theory... That's unacceptable. Yep. Like, that's unacceptable that this man was driven to the point that people were telling him, you killed her, and they had no proof. They were sitting in their living room. You know, it's one thing to have a conversation. It's one thing to entertain theories. It's another thing to accuse people and ruin their lives Mm -hmm. and decide that because you're into some weird shit, like you're a murderer. Like, it's a stretch. So, I mean, I, I think there's a big problem with just the way that people are running with their thoughts. And, Bauer, I'm going to use you as an example because you be saying some wild shit on here, bro. Like, real talk. And I can just imagine if people were actually taking into consideration what you're saying and what other people are saying and running with it as the truth. And Oh, I think... they'd be having a great time. <laughs> they probably would. But I yeah, exactly. all back to, like... I tie this all back exactly. to like. What are you trying to say that's bad about that? I tie this all back to like QAnon and fucking Damn. Pizzagate yeah, and just no, I do too. a lot of the things that people were running with. Yeah, like I, think I heard he's calling you QAnon <laughs> and Pizzagate. Oh no, I will explain to you why why conspiracy theories are so. Well, you had your chance, bro, and you fucked that. You fucked that up. No, I'm talking <laughs> but... about it right now. Why was the, why they're so good. I'm just gonna say that like. You know, being on Twitter, I saw my boy, and shout out to Deezus Nice. I know Bauer was talking wait, about Jesus, you, but I'm going to talk about Deezus. When was the time that, that I could explain to you? Uh, the conspiracy <laughs> theory uh, is Scott. that censorship is forever. Like, I'll be canceled. I'll never be able to tell you what conspiracy <laughs> theory is. Okay, go ahead, Scott. Hey, bro, if you can speak in a complete sentence without slurring, I will give you the floor. Sure. <laughs> I thought we weren't shaming people's addictions. <laughs> Here's the conspiracy theory. <laughs> he thinks he's so funny he can't breathe. No addictions. Here's the conspiracy theory. <laughs> when you think mor- morally you understand about a literal law or a uh, show, or a act that happens. 
your mind already goes to <laughs> I need to understand what's happening right now. We're all trying to understand what's happening right now. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we're right there with you. And then, right from there, you go, uh, this person made this decision, and I love them. And they, and they could be a murderer. They could be uh, someone who forgot to feed your cats. They could be someone who... Like, like different. <laughs> no, that's what I'm... No, this is my point. There's an infinite amount of those judgments. So will you judge for not feeding your cat, Scott? <laughs> no. This okay. is my point. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing the point. Okay. I think we all are. Nobody I think we're all missing your point, bro. Uh, my point is, you. we're not even waiting to get the point. So I'm gonna just I say this. I have a cat on a trampoline. No, okay. Well, okay, all right. Let's all right. All I'm right, gonna just yeah, say. That's... I'm gonna just say this. I, I think, there are two different things that come to play here. One Correct. is bullying, and the other is what trolling. Is... Yes. And I feel or, like people. Or manic or depression, which your girlfriend talking about manic. Fiance, so, fiance, put some respect on the name. Yeah, put so some we're... respect on my name. <laughs> so you essentially have two different. Situations here. You have yes, trolling, this is how and I was you have. Talk about. I was gonna come about the manic and the depressing, in a hard shell way. Okay. Well, listen. Um, you keep interrupting you me, so I'm just. It. I'm look, gonna. Look, let's record it. If you don't want to make the take, let's do it. I had a good take. You guys ready? We're ready. Bro, I'm gonna give you a fucking minute. I have a good. I have a good minute. All right, you're. So we had manic depression that we were talking about tonight. No one, no one talks about this, and it's fucking amazing that this is our episode because everybody talks about being happy. Manic depression is being happy, and then being sad about being happy. Well, that was 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, was that good or no? That was great. You did great. Yeah, that was fantastic. Good job, Scott. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm so proud. All right, so I'm going to end this on this last note because I feel that this topic was sadly overlooked and I'm also getting tired of Bauer continuing to interrupt me. Uh, <laughs> and so I want to look at this more in favor of building a more mysterious theme. So we never really got to know Elisa. Like, that's fact. They never really talked about her background. It was a big missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Netflix fucked up. We also I never really that. got to know the real her. And we never got educated on the effects of bipolar disorder. They only talked about how she had it. And instead, Netflix chose to dance around the murder mystery aspect and tiptoe around just to close it at the end with a briefing of her disorder and some of the breakdowns that she suffered. And it was kind of just like five minutes of just like piling everything on like, this is what was going on, this is what she had, she didn't take her meds, and this is what it was. And that was it. And I had a big problem with it. And so my whole feeling towards it, and I don't know if you guys feel the same, but is there a stigma of mental health that exists in the American public where people decide to overlook the extent of a mental health breakdown, blame it on something else, and refuse to accept that these are real issues that people face, 
in favor of creating a different storyline. Yes. yes. Um, look, <laughs> go ahead, Scott. Of course. <laughs> no, go ahead, Chris, Scott. Go ahead. Chris, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, look, uh, you know, listen, I've talked about this. Uh, I mean, look, I was one of the first and earliest people that would uh, start chanting, we need to address mental health. We need to address mental health. We need to address mental health. Uh, yeah. People overlook it. Look, uh, there's a stigma. Look, and, and I, Mike, I've told you about this, right? There's even a stigma from the individuals that are advocates for addressing mental health, you know, where, you know, there are times where I'd say, you know, I, oh, well, you should you shouldn't be ashamed of it right but i thought i was too good to go talk to people you know and uh we've had people on this show or whatever i'm not going to be putting anyone's uh, info on blast right uh that have uh that have came and have opened up to me about going to talk to somebody right and seeing what the effects that they've gone through uh to see what that's done to them right what yeah. that might be causing, right? If that's causing any type of, if that's causing any type of disorder, right? Insecurities. Yeah. Um. And so, we we as a society, right? We've got to come to we got to come to the reality that hey, um, uh, mental health is here, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just like we come to the reality that COVID is here. You know, mm-hmm. just like we come to the reality yeah. that uh, this Earth won't be around that l- much longer because of what we're doing to it. You know. We need to realize that uh, we as people may not be around that much longer because of what we're doing, uh, what we're not allowing ourselves to do, you know? Yeah. And they're, like, they're, like... Do you think this is mentally a big issue, Chris? What? Wait, do I think mentally what is a big issue? Like, this connection that we have. Yeah. Wait, the connection that you and I have or... No, like everyone, all of humanity. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I think that there's something like you. You remember that guy uh, on ESPN, John Saunders, um, yeah. sports reporters, right? Oh. He died. I remember I was in New York and he died one uh, one week, right? And uh, or he died one day rather than like over a week, right? But uh, the week, like they didn't, re- they haven't released still how he died, right? Because he had a book coming out talking about his oh, struggles shit. with depression. And so I was talking to one guy who's barely ever on the show, because I think he's been on two episodes, Chris Hill. Uh, and one of the things we talked about was, like, hey, do you think he killed himself? You know? Mm-hmm. The fact that you can't even release why someone passed or whatever out of fear, um, that, that, like, that's, that, 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 to me, right, that should be the glaring issue, right? I that agree. What, like, I, like, Can I. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> Alright, I, like, I have a lot of friends that have You know passed. what I'm talking about, though. You know what I'm talking no, about. No, no, not, not in that context. Wait, uh, no, I do. You do, you do. No. Um, but, like, what? we'll get to you in a second, yeah. Um, like, look, it's like, I have a lot of friends that have died, you know. Unfortunately, a lot of them um, died due to homicides, right? Um, one, The most poignant death for me that I can recall, um, if you remember that guy uh, that when the famous Jet Jackson died. Yeah, and to hear yeah. that he shot himself, right? And, you know, and you know, it doesn't help that I got a friend that looks just like him or whatever, right? But to hear that he shot himself, and you're like, wow, that's unexpected, right? And then a year later, almost a year to the day, Robin Williams kills himself. Not necessary to say that that was mental health related, Robin right? Was but the amazingest man. Amazingest, yes, that word too, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, to the fact that um, those instances. 
like they weren't eye like they were eye opening and alarming yeah. for me, right? But the sort of backlash that people got, if you go to uh, little message boards, you know, my favorite people on the planet, Christians, uh, would go and go, oh, this person's <laughs> selfish and they're going to hell and blah, 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 right? Um, and you shame somebody, right? Because they're legitimately going through something. They go, you know what? This is, I can not do this. And then we say that they're weak and selfish. There is nothing at all. And sorry to go on the soapbox and a tangent on this, right? There is nothing weak at all in facing any type of mental health crisis. Yes. To be be burdened by, right? It is the strongest thing that you can do. The religious crisis. Yes. One sec. Yeah, one sec. Yeah. Look, the strength that it takes to have something that you did not ask for and in other any other circumstance you would not want to have you know mm-hmm. the yeah. strength to walk through that every single day and have it impact uh your daily life right mm-hmm. and the fact that you have to hide it in the dark because other people who have the exact who have the exact same problem right but want to deny it and don't want to get help right decide that we're going to shame sure. it right and that it becomes scapegoated as, oh, well, you're going to, uh, you're going to, uh, you're going to shoot up a school or whatever, or right. you're the kind of person that's going to do something wild at the mall or whatever. You're going to act like fucking Billy Carter and run out on the damn uh, Air Force, or sorry, the uh, airport tarmac and stuff like that, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Um, you scapegoat them as that, right? Mm-hmm. And Damn. the fact that we can't have honest conversations around this pernicious ailment. In the country that can impact any single one of us you know it's unfortunate we should be better as a society about that it's you know i'd say this right it's worse to be a person facing uh who's dealing with mental illness than it ever was to be a black person in the south no stop it no it it, look stop it i say this as a person whose family comes from the south and i say this as a black person on the cast right you are not allowed to reveal that you have mental health, right? The fact that uh, we think like we don't even we don't want to pass laws to address it. Okay. We just hope that we're gonna we just hope that it's gonna go away. At the same time, we cultivate a society or whatever that leads to increases of it in people. Mm-hmm. So white women in yeah. nature. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wiggins just gave us like one of his. Uh speech previews for <laughs> a political Good position <laughs> if he was really speaking from the heart but god god, god damn. damn thank you well god damn uh is anyone else gonna say anything or what it's like quiet i'm thinking i'm i'm literally thinking right now I oh, okay <laughs> i was like all right i was like to make a oh, sandwich I have, I, like. of, I have a lot of thoughts. Sounds um, like what Scott says. <laughs> you know, I think it's, to your point, Chris, I think it's really sad that people don't feel safe talking about how they feel. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with mental health issues. And there's nothing wrong with saying that I don't feel good. And I've told everyone, and I will tell everyone in my life, you should have a therapist. I yeah. don't care if you think you're the healthiest person in the world. If literally you get on therapy and you bitch about, I had to wait too long at Trader Joe's today, then that's what you talk about. Oh, so I, the girls that I date. You know, I yeah. don't care. I really don't care because it's a safe space. It's 
It's this place. That was my ex-wife. You, you've created time and a place to talk about the feelings that maybe you don't talk about. So I'm a big supporter of Maggie, therapy. do you agree with me that like um, my thesis of the fact that no one has any consequences it manifests itself in our own anxieties? And if you're secure, you get through your anxieties because you made the choices that you wanted to make. But if not, then you then you have to get through anxieties to get to where you might want to know what you want to do. So I feel like you asked me a really big question. That's right a big here? question. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I can't answer that um, specifically. So, so what are your thoughts know. about... Sorry, easier question. What are your thoughts about anxiety? Well, do you think anxiety exists? And then okay. what are your thoughts about it? The fact you think that's an easy question is crazy. Uh, anxiety not is easy. real. Yes. Yeah, anxiety is very, very real. Um, yes. Anxiety is very, very hard, and it manifests in a lot of different ways. Correct. So, anxiety I agree. is 100% real. To your question, yes, okay. I believe in anxiety. So, uh, good, good, good. What is so, a possible solve for anxiety? A possible solve for anxiety? Yeah. A is solution? <laughs> yeah. Um, therapy? Yeah. Yeah, not... Well, um, what kind of therapy? Yeah. Like any, like just not like a podcast, like go to therapy. <laughs> no, not this. No, no, I don't actually have anxiety. Oh, I'm sure you're totally fine. I'm sure you're so normal. Um, he's he's asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. No, 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 I would no, no. direct everyone. Not to that listen. question. Like my, go to your, my actually go to your my attachment therapist. my attachment thing is uh, avoidant actually. Oh, I'm okay. very secure and avoidant. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe on another but I'm episode very we can. Attracted to anxious people. Maybe on another episode we can um, oh, mental have a We're mental on. health evaluation for Scott Bauer. But oh, for now, it... I'm just going to let Maggie close in on her point oh. um, real quick. Oh, that I'm attracted to anxious people. I don't think that was her point. So I guess for me, um, so for me, a big part of my job is talking to people about resources. Um, as I said, I'm a, I'm a first responder for mental health crises. I respond to 911 calls for people in mental health crises. Um, it's not that uncommon for people to be in a crisis. And mostly what I find is that people in a crisis have not taken the time to seek any services before they reach the point of crisis. So my first, my first uh, recommendation would be talk to a therapist, talk to somebody. There's always somebody that you can talk to. Um, if those options are not available for you, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is a 24-hour hotline. You can call it at 800 273-8255. You can also go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. What's amazing is they have a chat option. So if you're in a position where you don't feel like talking, and if you're like me, I don't really like talking out loud, but I'm really good at typing, you can type to someone how you're feeling. 
um, and they will talk to you. So that's always an option. And then as always, NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. They have support groups for family members. They have support groups for just individuals who are going through any type of mental health struggle. They have a helpline that you can call at 800-950-6264. You can also text the word NAMI. That's N as in Nancy, A as in Adam, M as in Mary, I as in Isaac, to 741-741. That's NAMI to 741-741. Someone will text you back and they will give you resources. So someone is always here for you. If you are lucky enough to be in an area where you have a psychiatric emergency response team, such as myself, um, you can call 911 and ask for a social worker to respond, and I might show up. So, obviously not me, if you're in a different area, but it is an option for a lot of people. Um, I show up to 911 crises every single day, so... I love everyone. I hope you all know that you have support. Somebody is always here to listen and you are wonderful. So wherever you need help, we got it for you. Thanks guys. I'm so happy that you guys had me on here. No, likewise. We are glad that you're on. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I appreciate all the resources and I just want to close that out with uh, just a message for everyone that if you are feeling some type of way or if you know someone that's close to you or even just someone that might be an acquaintance that could even just benefit from those resources um you know you can always just write everything down you can put this you know last segment on repeat uh just to document everything because those are very useful resources put it in your show notes <laughs> put it on the show notes put it on the instagram um and please please like and if you're going through anything like please reach out because your life is valuable and we love you yes yes exactly we really do. And even so with they, that note... Even they cancel me. Yes. And then we get more like... Yes, no, don't cancel Scott. But we appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, Wiggins, you want to give him a sneak peek? No. No. We can't keep giving him sneak peeks, all right? <laughs> Make them too... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just going to have to tune in. Yeah, all right. Y'all just going to have to tune in, like, and subscribe. I had a really good time. Thanks, guys. Oh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, thank you for the time and the space. Yes, right. and as always, the bingers assemble. Out.